Drinking this album Listen to the blues I think it would pair well If only for you Cause it's album it's album Hello friends and welcome back to Album Rebrews. Oh my god, we have a fan! Welcome back to Album Rebrews, the stickiest music podcast. I'm your only friend. I'm not your only friend, but I'm a little glowing friend, but really I'm not actually your friend. But I am. And I'm also the host of this podcast. My name is Sarah. <laughs> I've actually got a, a little bird bath in my soul. They're like cleaning their wings and being cute and stuff. My name's Zach. Fun. <laughs> Hello, I'm Ben. I play bass in Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, but that's nobody's business but the Turks. <laughs> I'm Cora. I play guitar and sing in Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, and I'm making minimum wage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. Wow. Um, welcome. I know you play in Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, but you also play Truth or Consequences, New Mexico in Chicago, Illinois, correct? Yes. <laughs> we, none of us are from New Mexico. We just thought it was a fun name. I love it. Yeah. Was it just like, I remember seeing it on like a BuzzFeed list of like 20 crazy town names. Yeah. Yeah. Was well, it kind of we, that? We wanted to go with a kind of like silly, you know, band name and we couldn't decide on anything at all when we, we were waffling for like months on mm-hmm. what to name our band. And we eventually came to the conclusion, okay, we want a silly town name. And so we just went on like the Wikipedia list for just silly town names in America and just went through it until we found the longest and most annoying Hell one yeah. to see what venues would have to do when they had to type our name. Perfect. Will oh. they abbreviate? Will they uh, change the font and, and make it and, really and, small? And. <laughs> yeah. Has anyone like done something wild on like a poster or abbreviated you or anything like that? Or have they really like done their due diligence to jam you in there. I feel like usually we get the small font, but, <laughs> you know, sometimes people will cut off and just do, like, truth or consequences NM like they gave mm. up. We get a lot of misspellings, though. Oh. Consequences I think, is a hard yeah, word. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's, like, so many letters that just statistically speaking, <laughs> sure. like, you're going to get one wrong. It's like 32, yeah. yeah. yeah there's just it's, like a, it's like an old tweet worth of a name. Right, right. <laughs> there's more right. syllables than anyone knows what to do with. Yeah. It's interesting to see people get creative with the punctuation of it, too. Yeah. Like, it's punctuated oh. different every time. Yeah. Interesting. Sometimes comma, sometimes no yeah. comma. Canonically, there is no comma. You heard it here, heard folks. It here, folks. Yeah, in case you were wondering. I didn't know it was a city. I thought maybe uh, it was like a truth or dare, but like truth or consequences. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> uh, if you want lore on the town name. <laughs> I kind of do, yeah. Yeah, so it is a real town in New Mexico. Um, it is named after a radio program called Truth or Consequences. They held some sort of contest and they were like, we will, like, support whatever town, like, monetarily, whatever town will change their name to Truth or Consequences. So oh. it used to be Hot Springs, New Mexico. And then they were like, we want that radio bank. And they changed it. And it's like the county seat of a county. Like, it's a big deal. And now it's, like, a way cooler town. Yeah. Like, and- you go in, everyone has a biker jacket. It's fucking sick. Right. It's cooler because now there's a and band now it's with a cool the band name. Yeah. Yeah. If you got Well, have you played there yet? No. When you play there, it's going to be wild. We, we've <laughs> talked about doing, like, a like a funny city name tour. <gasps> right. Where we go to oh, Truth or Constance, New, uh, New Mexico. We go to Medicine Hat, which I think is in, uh, somewhere in Canada. I think it's in yeah. Saskatchewan. Yeah. Uh, Santa Claus, Indiana. Right. Yeah. Hell, Michigan. You know, all the cities with funny names. Earth, Texas. Earth, there's Texas. a lot of options. Earth, yeah. <laughs> 
I think that's very iconic. That's very yeah. good. Zach, will you tell us more about this wonderful, wonderful band this on wonderful, my couch? This wonderful, wonderful band on Sarah's couch. Uh, it's a Chicago band. Uh, it's rock and roll, but it, there's a twang to it. What would you guys call it? That's always the hard question. <laughs> <laughs> um when we first ever played a show, it was we called ourselves emo music for uh, urban cowboys. <laughs> but uh, I think we just go with alt country, alt hell country. yeah, indie rock, twangy. Yeah, it's rock and roll, baby. That's all you need to know. It's rock and roll. They're playing uh, alt country, indie rock, twangy rock and roll out of Chicago. They've got a five song EP uh, entitled TCNM. It's the canonical abbreviation. <laughs> Uh, and they recently just opened up for Tommy Kessler for his uh, rock EP release. How was that shit? So unbelievably fun. <laughs> All of those bands are so nice. They're so good. We love Tommy. He's been on the pod. Yeah. I actually, my my research for what it was going to be like was listening to the Tommy Kessler <laughs> episode where he talked about the White Stripes. And it was very enlightening to learn all of this information. Yeah, that was a, uh, that was a record near and dear to me and Tommy. So that was, I think that one went like an hour 48. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a great app. I, I, I heard that up before I heard any of his music. And oh, I saw his I music. I was like, wow. oh. Oh, this guy's not just yeah. a good podcast guest. This guy can wail on the guitar. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, shredding a, and knowing stuff about music. Many many talents. Whoa. A renaissance man. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you can get that EP on this handmade merchandise. Is that correct? Oh, handmade yes. CD. Uh, how does that work? So um, we had this grand idea because we all, um, everyone in the band sort of loves to make stuff like myself included. And we had this idea like, what if instead of ordering CDs like normal people, we decided to cut all of the CD cases by hand, burn them ourselves, like make all of the decals and everything just 100% from scratch. Um, We've made a total of five (laughs) in the history of our existence. And we just make some every time we go to a show. It has a little special photo inside for each person. So they're truly one of a kind. That's Um, so so fun. And saying this on a podcast means we will have to make more for our next show. More than five. There we go. Yeah, I want one. You're going to sell at least two more. Okay. Yes, precisely. They're, they're very well, cool. She's, she's kind of underselling it, but they're so, so cool. Handwritten lyrics, handwritten credits, very, very special uh, merch product that you can get only at a Truth or Consequences New Mexico show. That's yeah. so sick. I miss burning CDs. I used to have to do it all the time when I was on like my middle school dance team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and something about sitting in front of the computer and putting mm. your little track list together and hearing your PC just hum. <laughs> yeah. Get your Sharpie right in the track yeah. list. It's really quite special. So oh, if you want something made with love, you come, know where to get it. Do a show. You know where to go. Mm-hmm. Before we get too far into this, I want to hear this uh, pinball story. Okay, yes. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll be quick. It's sort of a long story, but there was a time in my life I was very, very into pinball. I was also very, very into Metallica. And the, the, this bar that's actually still there is called Replay now in Lakeview. I don't oh, know if yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, it used we're to be familiar. called Headquarters Beercade. And uh, they, they announced on Facebook, we're doing this contest, win a pinball machine. You know, tell us why you want to do the contest. And so I just kind of like, you know, sent them like pictures of all the Metallica merch I had and stuff. And they picked me as like one of the 12 people. And the contest was, it was like a Friday at 5 p.m. or something. And all 12 people go there. You put your hand on the pinball machine. It's there like in the front of the bar. And the last one standing with their hand on the pinball machine like gets to take it home. So it's oh, just, it's like that documentary. It's, it's a documentary, Hands on a Hard Body. Yes. It's based on that. It's oh exactly the same thing. Um, and so, uh, 
Yeah. So I, and it, it was really, it was interesting. They had us like, when we, as soon as we got there, they had us like sign employment contracts because they knew we were going to be there wow. like overnight. And like, I think like legally, you're not, you can't be there like the after bar, hours because it's a bar, alcohol um, and... if you're not an employee. So yeah, we signed like a one day employment <laughs> wow. contract. Wow. So you worked for, yeah, for, <laughs> for replay. Yeah. <laughs> Put that on your resume. You yeah. absolutely should. Okay. And so, yeah, and and then I mean, then I think they, they didn't think it was going to go that long, but I think it was a uh, you know they weren't anticipating how tenacious of a group we would be. So there was like it was like after twelve hours, like middle of the night, like nobody had left. Everybody wow. was still there, like in the back of the bar. They were like the, the like the bartenders and stuff who had they like they had to stay overnight to watch us. Like they couldn't just leave <laughs> us all. And so they were like yelling at us and being mean to us, like to try to get it to end. They were just like, when is this going to end? And so, I mean, by the time I, I got, and then they started making all these real weird rules. Like you couldn't, it got to a point where you like couldn't touch any part of the pinball machine with any part of your body besides like the palm of your oh, hand. I couldn't lean on it. So it was like after like 36 hours, like half the people had left or something. I was kind of middle of the pack and I, I accidentally like leaned on the machine. And this was at like four in the morning and they saw it and they're like, out, go, leave, Whoa. you're done. <laughs> and I was like, can I stay a little bit to call my Uber? And they were like, no, get out. No. And so, so it ended up that it was like three days, three people were still there. They were, and they were like, this is ridiculous. We can't keep do this for a whole week. That's crazy. And so they ended up playing, like, all three people had to play each other in a game of pinball. And the winner got the machine. And the guy was pretty cool. He, like, worked at a bar. And he, like, donated the machine to the bar he worked at. So yeah. a lot of people could, uh, got to enjoy that pinball machine, even though I didn't get it. What a selfless it. act. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just so stayed in a stinky story. bar overnight. It was it was stinky. I remember, and I, it was so boring, too. It was like, you, could, oh, you yeah. can't do anything. You're just standing. And I remember they, like... Uh, they like they were like okay do, who wants to watch Wayne's World who wants to watch Boondock Saints they're gonna put a movie for us and I was like really Wayne's advocating World. for Wayne's World and I lost and I was oh. really mad that was it was that kind of all downhill for me for that from there wow I feel like pinball is a game that's just about being stubborn mm-hmm. so it seems like why would they right. expect that you would give up so quickly right like, the right. whole point is that you keep trying even when the odds are stacked against and you Metallica is like all about being stubborn so exactly interesting mix of people doing the contest it was like half like pinball freaks half like metallica freaks there was like a jar, uh, sharks versus jets kind of like and they were like arranged opposite each other on the machine so it was yeah. very so kind of an interesting little yeah. like social experiment that's, that's crazy. so sick i'm so glad we got to hear that yes very much <laughs> and now you've yeah. trained for the next time you really really want a pinball machine yeah Right, right. Next time it happens, I'll be, I'll be ready. Yep, yep. I'm, I'm in the gym every morning, three hours a day, <laughs> doing like a hand press, yeah, yeah. just that. Yeah. doing your just work, work, doing reps, working on my wrists. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Ben, will you uh, introduce to the folks at home uh, what we're listening to today and what we paired it with? Sure. Uh, the album we're listening to today is the. Brand new album for 1990, They Might Be Giants Flood. <laughs> um, and the pairing is uh, is is a, a couple of little little, uh, little potpourri of beers I picked up from my favorite brewery in my hometown of Munster, Indiana, called Three Floyds. And uh, I went to Three Floyds and I just decided I was going to get the two beers whose names sounded the most like They Might Be Giants song titles. And so, you know, we got their we got their classic brew, Gumball Head. Uh, a nice American wheat ale, which that really sounds like a they might be giants. Absolutely. I'm surprised kind of, if it's not already. Yeah. And if it is, they out. should. Yeah. Particle um, Man sidekick. Yes. Yeah. Particle Man and Gumball Head. The new adventures. I and then that comic. And then um, the other one is called Speed Castle. And it's so named because there's a, you know, right next door to the brewery, there's a, 
uh, what's called a speed castle, which for those not in the know is a speedway gas station with a white castle inside of it. I've been assured multiple times that that's not an indication of the flavor. It does not taste like the beer does not taste like cheeseburgers or uh, gasoline. Damn so, it. Um, it's just a, it's just a clever name. So those, those, those are the beers we're drinking today. And I think we're starting with speed castle. Let's try it. That's which right. Is a Pilsner. I was nervous that uh, oh, let this clean one in. We gotta synchronize the clicks. There you go. I was nervous that's because it's from Indiana. Speed Castle might have meant something else. Oh no, not not that kind of speed, hey, not that kind of castle. I was like, We're gonna be up all night doing this podcast. <laughs> uh, cheers, friends. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Blink. Oh yeah, I can't reach. There we go. <laughs> Yum. Nice. Nice. Light drinkable. What's the sitcom where um. The girl's dating a guy, and he's really boring. And, like, one of the things they show to, like, explain that he's boring is that he only drinks Pilsners. I think it's oh. How I Met Your Mother. No, it's not. Oh. No, I think it is might it be Seinfeld? New Girl. That's just, I, was, I was thinking <laughs> that Seinfeld was Putty. Three different. Yeah. I, think it's, I totally boring, know boring. what you're talking about. <laughs> I also know exactly but what I feel, you're talking about. But I feel about. attacked by this oh, episode. No, it's Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's Brooklyn Nine-Nine. We did it. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Pilsners are great. Don't make that guy boring for, like, right. Pilsners. Yeah. <laughs> you can be a Pilsman if you yeah, want. It's yeah. okay. It's I mean, just... it's sometimes basic things are basic for a reason. It's because they're good yeah. and everybody likes them. Yeah. Absolutely. Pilsners. It's, like, not too heavy. It's not too light. So yum, yum. Yeah. Perfect Monday beer. Um. So you told us a little off air that both of you are big fans of this record. Uh, can you tell us a little bit why you picked it? Why They Might Be Giants Journey began very very early in my life so you know how like when you're five you only like a few things at a time like your brain is small and you just don't have the capacity to enjoy more than like five things very much Mm -hmm. they might be giants was one of the five things i enjoyed as a small child um i would make my parents play this album in the car while they were driving me to kindergarten quite often um so i have just a very deep emotional connection to a lot of this stuff where it's just like pure nostalgia as a fledgling nerdy child like this was just Candyland, especially with all of the like extremely visual lyrics because when you're five you're not paying attention to musical prowess you're just like ooh, fun story so you know there's something in there for everyone to enjoy they've got like funny cartoon voices a lot exactly. of it right you probably ate that up yeah it's like whoa his voice is so low how did he do that <laughs> yeah. oh my god they sound so much like cartoons we'll get into it but they pit it to a cartoon yeah yeah it was just meant to be yeah ben how about you I got into They Might Be Giants a little bit later. I was I was like a teen, and when I, I was, I don't know, I was probably like late middle school, early high school, and I would, every night I would record Late Night with Conan O'Brien on my TiVo, which is a very elder millennial thing to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, and I remember just seeing, the first time I ever saw him was on that show, and it was, they were playing the song, um, it was I'm Impressed, and it was just like one of the most like captivating like live performances I'd ever seen. It's like John Linnell like wearing like kind of a, wrinkled button-down tie he's like really slunched out slouched over the piano and i was just like i I thought it was really cool that he like didn't look like a rock star you know Mm -hmm. he was like he looked like a frumpled physics teacher (laughs) and and i was kind of like you know i was like getting into this was around when i was like really getting into music and i I was kind of it was kind of a moment of like oh well like i kind of thought that well i'm like i'm kind of like a nerd I, i can't be a rock star but like this guy was like Oh, actually, it's not possible. It also just kind of adds like a new like dimension to like the performance of it if you're kind of like a non-traditional appearing like rock and roller. So that was my first experience seeing him on TV. That's super cool. How about you, Sarah? We've talked about way back when 
probably three years ago now on this podcast, a CD that my mom purchased from me at none other than Target, which was a compilation CD of rock songs from the late 90s and early 2000s, specifically marketed to young girls. And there was like a character at Target, kind of like how Bullseye the dog is a mascot for Target. A mascot for the girls section was this like illustrated character named Dottie. And she was just like a cool girl. And we've talked about this before. The album was called Dottie Loves Dot 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 Rock. And okay, go ahead, keep going. (laughs) Birdhouse in Your Soul by They Might Be Giants was on that album. And I bumped that shit. And me and my younger sister, Lindsay, absolutely, we were both like dance kids. So I absolutely don't remember the choreo anymore, but made up like a dance to Birdhouse in Your Soul, like in my bedroom with my sister. Um, So loved that. Definitely also heard in Istanbul. Definitely heard like Dr. Worm later. Mm. Mm. Um, (laughs) And pretty recently, like maybe a year or so ago, um, my dear boyfriend, Cameron Bopp, editor of this podcast, third leg of our tripod, uh, had a big They Might Be Giants phase. I think he was a fan before. Cam, correct me if I'm saying anything like egregiously wrong, but he just started going really hard. And there were a lot of times where he'd be like picking me up to go to dinner or whatever. And I'd get in and like (laughs) Istanbul would be blaring (laughs) in this car. Um, So I love it. I think they're great. I am glad to have been able to like dive in more for this because I think they're so fun. It's just such a fun time to listen to. And there's just like infinite lore. Yeah. You can keep going forever and you'll never run out of stuff. Absolutely. And you'll still be like, entertained yeah you can stop at any point and it'll be fun or you can keep going forever and absolutely it'll be fun. choose your own adventure exactly zach how do you know this album or this band uh i also have a car anecdote i like that we all have anecdotes for this uh <laughs> uh when i was a freshman in high school uh i was a tuba player and they were two upperclassmen they were both seniors they were tuba players mm-hmm. uh so we're the only three tuba players in band uh and so we would like carpool they lived on the street for me we were like carpool to like early morning marching band rehearsal uh and this was and they were goofy guys they were really crazy guys and i'm like this shy freshman but they would pick me up and they would just be like blaring they might be giants and like dancing all crazy at like 6 a.m that makes so much sense for tuba players yeah Yeah. there's a lot of skillful brass on this album yeah it makes a lot of sense there's tuba on here yeah um so that's a very like vivid memory impressed to my brain is i love it yeah before we get into the record, I've got a fun game, and I have to turn my laptop so Sarah cannot see what it is. Yay. I'll try not to look. Um, speaking of car rides and journeys, um, I have found some giant objects. Some of them you might find on like a road trip. Some of them you would not. Uh, they are just indeed giant. Um, so the name of this game is Way Might Be Giants. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Let's go. And the three of you are uh, up against each other, and we're going to guess some weights of some giant objects. Uh, <laughs> Do I have to get cutthroat now? <laughs> Y'all are um, playing with an Aries. I'm not. Oh, but, I just unplugged my mic. That's oh, how. No. <laughs> okay. You have to get off mic to like threaten us. <laughs> <laughs> Make Cam bleep it all out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but to see who goes first, we're going to guess. Uh, I'm going to give you guys a record from the Rolling Stones top 500. And whoever's mm. the closest is going to go first. Love this. Uh oh. 
the most democratic thing yeah. we do on our podcast. And I'm really not going to look at your screen, even though it's angled towards me so much. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Guess uh, one to 500, rather what position Nirvana's MTV Unplugged in New York is at in the Rolling Stones top 500. Oh, okay. so we so we guess and yeah. whoever gets okay. closest. Whoever gets closest is going to go first for the game. This is like a mini game. Oh. I'm going to hazard a guess that I think makes sense and is also just my favorite number, which is 93. Oh, that's going to guess number. Nice. something, but I'm, I'm going to go. I'm gonna, I'm going to go a little higher. Uh, I'm going to say 48. My heart of hearts is telling me 89. Uh, it is 279. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so by virtue of just playing it the Got most robbed. safe. Got <laughs> Did we all listen Bro, to so does not have when we were young? Respect for Dave Grohl's turtleneck. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah the little pigtail. We've been doing the show. The album for... that spawned a thousand gray, nasty cardigans. <laughs> I continue to be surprised by placements on the Rolling Stone top five hundred albums. It changes, yeah. right? How often? No, this is or a is list it just from forever? the 2000s. I think they, did, they just okay. do a couple. Of, they done, they've done like multiple five hundred item lists. Mm, yeah. Okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. So they decided all like the 500 best 500 guitars. albums that will ever be made were made before this date and we're never going to try again. They didn't maybe. listen to Guts maybe. by Olivia <laughs> Rodrigo. I don't know. I wonder if Flood was on there. That might, maybe. Yeah. Perhaps. All right. So our first item um, is a giant mailbox in Casey, Illinois. It is, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, the largest mailbox in existence. Uh, it's in Illinois. And you can like, there's a staircase and you can go take pictures inside of it. Mm. Pretend like you're male. Um, Cute. I couldn't find the weight with this one, but I wanted to keep it in. So we're going to guess the cubic feet. <laughs> uh, hang on. I'm just going to do some geometry really quick. So we're, so we're doing uh, volume. Yeah, this is volume, which is okay. related to weight. Okay. Volume might be giants wasn't as good as the name is. Weight might be giants. Core <laughs> uh, is an engineer here. So I am an fun. engineer, but that oh. means that I, my inclination is to do real math, which means it might take So some the picture time. on the internet shows like a group of eight people. Taking a photo in it. Okay. And the eight people, oh, the eight people are inside? Yeah. And do they like fill it up? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to guess around a thousand cubic feet. All right. Ben, you're up next. Ooh, I, I have no frame of reference for like volume as measured in cubic feet. So I'm just going to go a little bit lower than you. Okay. And say 700 cubic feet. Cool. So I'm going to take that. And I'm going to say maybe it's like a little taller. And I'm going to say 2,000. Uh, Sarah, you're the closest, I think. It is 5,700 cubic Whoa. feet. That's way more. Yeah. That's <laughs> way bigger than... biggest mailbox. Holy shit. <laughs> I was guessing based on how wide I assumed a person was. <laughs> <laughs> These were people from Illinois. wide <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea on that one. I was really mailing it in on that one. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. This is not a road attraction, or maybe it is, if you're scary enough. The Goliath Bird Eater is uh, the world's giantest spider. Uh, from northern South America. Um, it's about five inches long. Oh, it's not think very it big. Yeah, but it is five a giant inches. spider. How much does it weigh? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a spider. Spiders don't really weigh a lot. Oh, well, I, uh, we'll have Ben go first this time. We'll go oh, that away. Okay. That away, the over-under. Okay, I'll say yeah. okay. um, let's, let's say, <laughs> I'm going to say it's it's 20-pound spider. <laughs> That's terrifying. Oh, boy. I, well, if, I'm, if, if everybody else gets lower, then not too low. Then it's like a prop spider from Home Depot. Um, I'm going to, if it's only five inches, I'm going to guess like, I'm going to guess like three quarters of a pound. Okay. I don't think it's a very heavy spider. All right. Um, 
I I was thinking about a pound. I, I like round numbers. That's just how I it's like what? to estimate. A pound would be scary. It's actually pretty tiny. Okay. Uh, 0.38 pounds. Oh. So Still the too giantest big for me. spider. Yeah. Fun, yeah. Really? I yeah. have a fun fact about this spider that relates to my life, actually. Oh, okay. I've never seen one. I've never okay. seen one. I just had, I had a friend um, in middle school that was really terrified of bugs. And there was this kid that would like try to make fun of her by talking about bugs all the time. And he like mentioned the spider and was like, yeah, it eats birds. And it was like yeah. the worst moment ever <laughs> yeah. for, for this. And I was like, oh, yeah. So you said Goliath, and I was like, oh, no, it's going to be the spider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought a spider would be denser than that. Yeah. Than mass to volume. I guess, yeah. They got a I scurry. guess they are really wet. Their legs are nothing. Right. Yeah. They're just little, little. Should I give more facts about spiders? <laughs> we got to keep the listeners' <laughs> attention up. It's a very They Might Be Giants fan yeah. to do is, like, spend the whole time doing Talking spider facts. <laughs> um, actually, I have a lot of facts about spiders. <laughs> How about giant squids? I would love to talk about a giant squid. Uh, in 2007, the largest squid ever discovered washed up on shore. It's 59 feet in length. Um, Sarah, how much do you think it weighed? That's a big dog. It, it might be giant. 59 feet? I'm going to put it at like four pounds per foot. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say four pounds. <laughs> I'm going to put it at like four pounds per foot. I'm going to say this is like a 240 pound big old squid. I think it's a big, big boy. All right. Sorry, how, how many feet long? Uh, 59. Not the funny number. Okay. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> it could be funny. If we make it funny. <laughs> I don't know what that means. One person, like, five kind of looks like you're sitting, so, like, that's what the one person does. And, and the yeah. other one's kind of like... <laughs> I don't know why I'm trying to mime <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> you, you can't see me. <laughs> I, mean, I think it's going to be like 700. Okay. That's a big boy. Yeah. I think I, I think squids are dense mm. too. Yeah. See, I feel like my frugal... Okay, I'm playing the game now instead of trying to very guess. safe. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like, you know, I don't think fish are going to weigh that much because they got to like traverse the water. Yeah. So I uh, for just to cover mm. my bases, I'm going to go slightly less than you uh-huh. and say 200 even. Jeopardy rules. Yeah. Jeopardy? Uh, Price is Right rules. Uh, approximately a ton. I guess it's hard to weigh. Holy uh, shit! Uh, uh, right. I almost said a ton, and I was like, "There's no way." Which is two thousand. So who's closest? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. This is the heaviest object ever directly weighed. Um, it's the Resolving Service Structure, or RSS, which is NASA's machine that moves the rockets. So it's uh, the heaviest object ever weighed. Ever weighed with like a scale. <laughs> I'm just gonna guess an obscenely large number, because <laughs> there's it's like you know how some languages don't have words for numbers above a certain point where right. it's like it's too big to comprehend. Uh-huh. Where I feel like it's like my brain can't go above a certain amount. I'm gonna guess like 500 tons. Okay, 500 tons in one pound. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> playing the game here. I'm trying to win. I came here to win the game. I think it's 69,000 pounds. <laughs> oh, no. Funny number. There it is. Wait, who, uh, how many tons did you say? I what? said 500. I, I said 500 tons? I said yeah. 500 tons in one pound. <laughs> it's 2,423 tons. Oh. Whoa. I should have gone oh. obscenely larger. <laughs> Holy shit. 
Damn. I don't know who, who gets the highest. Technically, Ben. I think Ben by one. Two for three. Wow. Okay. Wow, 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 uh, wow. But they should have made it 69,000 pounds. I know. That would be so, that would be so funny. Much All right. Um, because I just like to one-up myself. This is a black hole called NGC 4889. It's 300 million light years from Earth. Ben, how much do you think it weighs? Did they? It's, do we have like a number on this? Yeah, how did they weigh? My guess is incomprehensibly yeah, what's large. A, yeah. What's a megaton? Is that like ten to the six? I think so. My guess is if you guess, you will speak the true name of God and disintegrate. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. As soon as I say it, the FBI we're gonna get knocked off the FBI. How did you know? A hundred megatons. What's a megaton? Mm. A, uh, a million, million pa- tons. A million tons. So that's a hundred million, million tons. tons. I'm gonna say like, isn't an infinity infinity is called a Google? I think say? that's one followed by one hundred zeros. Perfect. I think it's a Google tons. A Google tons. <laughs> I don't know how big. I, we're gonna have to do unit conversion to figure out. Right? <laughs> Again, very they might be giants. So I, I'm gonna guess a hundred megatons plus one pound. <laughs> Is, is, is this the first episode where exponents have made an appearance? Absolutely, I actually it can't is. find a conversion on Google that doesn't have exponents. Fucking oh, <laughs> <King> Christ! Oh. <laughs> Big. Who guessed over two tons? Right, you all guessed in the millions. Right? <laughs> yeah. Over two tons. Okay. Yes, we're not knocked out. <laughs> Who yeah. guessed the highest? I think Googleplex is the highest. I think Google is the highest. Oh yeah, I guess so. I guess you got it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think we truly don't know. We would have right. to actually do math. It's to know. twenty-one yeah. billion solar masses. Uh, I think I'm close. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know much about space math. I think but... technically a hundred million is closer to a billion than Google is. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, no, I think you're true. right. I yeah. think you're right. Yeah. So then, a hundred million plus one. I think so. That's what I think. I think we all win this. One. <laughs> yeah. The real Google Plex is the friends we made along the way. There we go. We learned so much about weight today, guys. I'm, I think I'm glad you... Truth and Consequences New Mexico won this game <laughs> yeah. collectively. Uh-huh. Yeah. Congratulations. Our, Congratulations. Our name weighs a billion pounds because of all the letters. I don't know. Is that for And that's canon. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's canon. We're establishing facts right here, right now. He- TCNM heavy duty rock and roll. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, let's do an icy break. Okay. Why is the world in love again? Why are we marching hand in hand? Why are the ocean levels rising up? It's a brand new record for 1990. They might be joined. That's just so nice. Like, I'm so ready for the record now. Yeah. I think every record should have its own little, like, Disney World processional introduction. <laughs> I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to break the seal on the hot takes. You know, why are the ocean levels rising, she says. Mm-hmm. This is the definitive climate yeah. change album. They were Flood. They were so prescient. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> they knew. I mean, you know, we knew back then. But they knew when they said it. Yeah. yeah. Good for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've been knowing since they like were the so 70s. Real. Yeah. It really does feel like you're walking through Epcot or something. Where <laughs> right? It's like, wow, I'm so ready for whatever's about to happen next. It's so like, oh my God, I can't wait. Ah! Feels very special. 
it's a very special album. Um, and that brings us into, I mean, banger of bangers. I've loved this song since I was so small. Birdhouse in your soul. Birdhouse in everyone's soul. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to break the seal on like the the POV like like I feel like the fun fact for this. I song. had no idea about it when I read about Whoa. it. I was like, oh, oh hell yeah! <laughs> yeah I just thought it was. <laughs> I think every a lot of people had because I didn't know like when I first heard it, but I yeah. think a lot of people have that moment where like some cool TMB uh-huh. that's cool. They might be Giants fan in somebody's life tells them, hey, you know, the song is about a nightlight and it's sung from the perspective <laughs> yeah. of a nightlight. Yeah. And then you hear and then you're like, what? No, that's insane. And then you listen to the song and it's like, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. totally. It's like they do it in sort of like a like a sort of like opaque way. But then like once you know, like that's what they're talking yeah. about. It's it's really cool. Like talk about like where he's like, oh, man, if I had a guy, Jason and the Argonauts, uh, like they would that, die. That whole like, stanza is just it's first you call it a verse in songs yeah. um it's just beautiful i love it so much it's so <laughs> wordy for such yeah. a simple idea i know and yeah. it's, but it's it's also like kind of economical and like how it gets it across like yeah, it's, 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 like, it's such it. a weird like um it, it's such a like weird out there like conceit for a song but like totally. you, they just nail it like pretty i feel like they really hit all minutes. their tropes like pretty well on this and then you mm-hmm. kind of know what to expect for the rest of the album where it's like they reference like launching symphonette which is like a very specific type of watch mm-hmm. they have like classical mythology il- illusions it's like there's ho- so much like the lyricism specifically is just so specific and you really have to be in the know to know exactly what it's about so fun but the cool thing is which makes like a lot of like kind of heady songs like this great is like you don't have to know any of that to like the song no, it's right. like, still just I, a jam. Like, I, uh-huh. I love the song before i like knew what any of the words mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. um it just like when you know w- w- when you can like be that clever about like your your, your your lyricism it just adds a whole new extra dimension when i was um researching for this album i saw that a majority of the time writing these songs they're writing the melodies first and then trying to like shoehorn in or fit in the lyrics on top of that and i feel like that really like adds to some of this really interesting like phrasing and delivery that we get yeah all the um, weird mouth this, and even in the rest of the album where they're like, oh, I think I really want to say this thing, but I only wrote myself this long to get it in, so I'm just going to da 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 And I think it adds so much character. I think it's so fun. Yeah, the way they deliver things is... And I also think this song is, like, a masterclass in writing for two voices. Mm. Yes! Because, like, mm. in the chorus, when they're doing the round, it's just... Sa- it's so pleasing to hear. It's just... It works so well. I love those songs where, like... It, you can't tell they're going to do that. And then when it happens, it's this big release where you're like, oh, that's why these melodies are like that. And that's why they fit together so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, so they're like goofy Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, they're, they're putting the funk in Simon and Garfunkel. Garfunkel. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I had another analogy. Let me go what you guys think. I couldn't find anywhere definitively on the internet this is true, but, uh, but it's true to Zach. Like this is one of the bands that Flight of the Concords is like spoofing mm. on, right? <laughs> I could see that. I could see that. If it's not, then that would be surprising. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, just just like the, the two guy band yeah. dynamic yeah. is just really fer- fer- fertile ground for like you know a lot of like funny, clever stuff. I think yeah. so. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think it's more like inspiration from Flight of the Concords from They Might Be Giants and like spoofing them, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah spoofing mm-hmm. them would be the right word. I feel like the second or like the last chorus where they're doing the round. Yeah, I feel like that just like I want to bask for a moment. Yes, just yes, in yes, the yes, glorious yes. layers of vocals and like 
how well it works. I think I'll talk about this like for other songs where it fits better, but I feel like his voice just sounds so nice with like twangy keyboards because he has yes. this very nasally voice and it just works. It compliments so well. Okay, I'm just going to plunk us in and see where we land. Y'all, that's delicious. I'm just getting lost in it. Yes, right, right. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's still so amazing to me that it's just it's just the two guys and like yeah, um, you know, with like a tape recorder, like in their apartment on tape, like was like I mean that this this album that was kind of their first two. This one they did a little more in the studio. They had some like hired gun like big time producers to do like the singles, but it was largely just them with like a tape recorder, mm-hmm. you know, with whatever instruments they had on hand and samples and. Um, so it's just, it, it's, it's always just impressive to me. It's never ceased to be impressive, just how expansive a sound they get with just the two guys. Absolutely. I saw, um, also when they were recording this one. So like every band, there's a budget for the album and, um, we'll get into the rest of the songs, but two thirds of the album's budget was, uh, used up on the production of four yep. of the 19 songs on this album. Uh, Birdhouse and Your Soul game. being one of them. Yeah. I know, I know of you, you, you know guess. the other ones? I, I think I can guess. I know two for sure. Yeah, who are you feeling? One of them is my favorite song on here. That's yeah. your clue. I'm, I'm, I'm guarantee your racist friend. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. Yeah. It was your racist friend, Birdhouse, Constantinople, mm-hmm. and I think We Want to Rock. There we go. You nailed oh. it. Yep. Nice. yep. It was it was yep. a big time like producer. I think he did like Elvis Costello and stuff, and mm-hmm. they they brought him in to do like the songs they thought were going to be big hits. Yeah. Unfortunately, oh. we we it's a travesty that we want to rock wasn't a huge hit, but yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it's a huge hit in our souls. Yeah, yeah. In the birdhouse in your souls. in the birdhouses in our souls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they, they they got these guys to you know beef up the sound and stuff, but it's I mean the the heart and soul of the album is like just. Just the two guys. Oh, totally, which is, which totally. Is, which is very impressive to me, especially yeah. like like Flansburg didn't learn how to play guitar until he was like in high school, and even then he he only like learned because like, his friend gave him a guitar with three strings, and he like never put the other strings on it. He like, only played power chords with three strings. Yeah, so, there we like, go. Yeah, that's how we learn. That's music. rock and roll, baby. <laughs> As a bass player, you don't even yeah, you only need four. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> they also used to like they just would play them too on a drum machine for a long time right Mm -hmm. that's what the show was yeah like until like even probably through the flood era yeah the the flood era might be when they got the full band i think yeah and i think that at times they've sort of reverted back to the like two of them lineup but yeah no it's definitely like them in a drum machine because i know that like Landsberg is very famously very particular about the way things are produced yeah. and sound. So I think that like mm-hmm. it is easier to control if your drummer is a sample and not a person. <laughs> <laughs> Samples are easier to control. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Generally speaking. <laughs> the, the first the last song on their first album was called Rhythm Section One Ad, where it's basically like there's like, does anybody want to play bass and drums with us? Like That's it's literally funny. just those like, guys. we don't need you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Some drum machine answered the ad. They were like, yes, I'd like to very yeah. much. Hello, my name is Roland. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, talking about people that are hard to control, uh, Lucky Ball and Chain is a love song, right? 
It's sort of like a love uh, regret. Yeah. A love lost. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think it's sort of a, yeah, they might lines. be giants yassified uh, yeah. country, like, <laughs> yeah. like, like love lorn country kind of ballad, but totally. a la yeah. John Flansburg, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. This is truly a uh, fun fact about John Lamell. I feel like he plays every instrument except what instrument you would expect people in rock bands to play. Mm. He really rocks out on an accordion on the song. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, it's kind of I like... I mean, he's, he does the mandolin, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's almost like country polka. Yeah. Like, yeah. it slays. Hot take, they might be giants over Weird Al? No, because... <sighs> I was getting major there, weird. There were some word owl vibes, yeah. Major. I'm like goofy, check. Accordion, check. <laughs> Fitting a lot of words into phrases, check. What more do you need? <laughs> Could Weird Al have done Birdhouse in Your Soul? No. I mean, because he needs a friend. I, we, weird Al is like a very underrated like songwriter. Like his oh, big, his big hits are like the parodies, but like his like his albums are like maybe half original stuff, and it's like so oh, yeah. good. So like we I should, think we should cover he, he's Albuquerque. Just a, we should cover Albuquerque. <laughs> It'll be like half the show. Yeah. But I, I think yeah, I mean no, I, there's a lot of similarities. I mm-hmm. think weird, weird Al just sort of veered a little bit more towards like the more just like outright like comedy yeah. angle mm-hmm. like he like it was like declare you know i'm like yeah. declare myself a comedy artist whereas like they might be giants or a little bit more they're more tongue-in-cheek yeah. like it's totally. funny because mm-hmm. they're saying something absolutely insane with a completely straight take mm-hmm. like it doesn't sound mm-hmm. like they're being sarcastic uh-huh they're just like yep this is life <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally <laughs> can we play uh, at exactly at a minute and you guys tell me what you think this percussion sound is sure yeah there goes bride as she walked out the door oh. is that a pool oh it kind of does sound like a pool <laughs> yeah or is that supposed to be like a door closing um, I've played so much pool it sounds like a pool stick to me oh like a Oh, like, I, like you're hitting the ball. I feel like it's. I feel like for the lore, like it's probably supposed to be a door. Yeah. She's so like, right. See you later. I'm gone. It's, I hate you. Yeah. And I'm shutting the door behind me. I could totally see them going though some like weird roundabout way of yeah. sampling something super random and being like, "This is a door." Wink. And then yeah. yeah, there's like a couple other weird sounds <laughs> later on. It's like how yeah. the Law and Order sound is supposed to sound like jail doors, but it's like a gazillion <laughs> random sounds like monks. Yeah. Yeah. its own sound. like now it's its own like sweet <laughs> yeah. generous sound. Right? It's like <laughs> there's a lot of like yeah, this is. A I, I think it's. Fun. I, I don't know. I mean, they they sampled a lot of like you know they, like kind of, of like a lot of like foley stage style like, yeah. Yeah. Like stuff like the towel whipping and we'll so, get yeah. to it later. But there's like sync samples in the song yeah, later. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I think it, I think that's a door closing, but I'm not entirely sure. That's I my, bet they had access to a door. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah. No, but they ran out of budget before they put the doors door on the studio. No yeah, so. <laughs> they spent all their budget on those four songs, could yeah. not afford doors. Right. <laughs> this wasn't one of those songs, I mean, what can I say? Next song is a big budget song, I think. Yes. Absolutely. Istanbul, but not Constable. Oh, fun fact. Did you know this is a cover? Yes! I found out yeah. today. Yeah, I also found out today. Should I play a little <laughs> bit of the original? Yeah. The yeah. Four Lads. The Four Lads the four in four 1953. Lads. Yeah. Spoiler alert, I like that They Might Be Giants version better, but it's so charming mm. to see sort of the, the origin here.
Istanbul was Constantinople. Now it's Istanbul, not Constantinople. Nice. It's swingy. It's so swingy. Like, I want to drink a martini to this. This is like in movies when they have like the band playing in the alley. Yes! I want a martini. That's what I said! People just liked it better that way. Okay, so they kept that. Yeah. <laughs> but they didn't have the so, and I think oh. the so that they might be giant sads in. I found myself missing it. Yeah. So take me back. To <laughs> the so is a nice. Um, brings right. you in. Now let's hear a little of the OG. Absolutely. The true OG. Right. It was so good, it actually erased the other version from right. existence. It rewrote history, actually. Yeah. So they keep some of the sound, right? We're getting a little more urgent, though. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I'm so ready. (sighs) Istanbul was Constantinople, now it's Istanbul, now Constantinople, been a long time gone. Constantinople, now it's Turkish delight on a moonlit night. Every gal in Constantinople lives in Istanbul, now Constantinople, so if you've a date, Constantinople, she'll be waiting in Istanbul. Even old New York was once New Amsterdam. Why they changed it, I can't say. People just liked it better that way. So take me back to oh, Constantinople. That yeah, it's fun. So I feel like, good. Yeah, I feel like if the other one was like, the, you know, the band like calmly playing in an alley, this is like you're being chased through the streets <laughs> yes, of Paris. Yeah. And it's like Absolutely. Assassin's Creed style, like doing parkour. You have to like run buildings. through a fish yeah. market and right. like... Jump Duck over under something, and yeah, turn over a shelf in front of your people chasing you. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. <laughs> I just love how much they camp it up and like take all the like the guy kind of had like that sort of do 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 like yeah. almost baseline delivery. Um, for people just liked it better that way, and they took that and they were like, boom, I'm gonna drop it even deeper, I'm gonna make it even more fun. Like, they just kind of leveled it up. Yeah, I live. part of what I love about Istanbul is that it's like I mean it would be so easy for a band to be like oh isn't this funny isn't this ironic we're doing this like novelty song from like late 40s early 50s or whatever but like it's there's no trace of irony it's like very like authentic loving like faithful like to the original song Um, which is kind of refreshing because I feel like maybe like early 2000s late 2000s ish there was like this big trend of like indie rock bands like ironically covering rap songs and it was just like so it's like dude you you think you're so good that like you're you're like you're so above this rap song that it's funny that you're covering it like it's like no no it's a fun song but it's just like you can can tell they're just they like they just like love this song and like wanted to do it justice and maybe and introduce it to like a new broader audience I feel like the biggest example of that is like the doo doo doos at the end where mm-hmm. they're just fully whole chested. They're going, like, so good. That's at a minute nine, I think. Oh, yeah. let's oh. hear. <laughs> they're just like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Why would we do anything else? This is a doo wop song. <laughs> yeah. you, you must do and you must walk. <laughs> you are. <laughs> Istanbul. Istanbul. I bet that's so fun live. Yeah. I hope the pit opens up when they do that second dude. Circle of death during Istanbul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you, you part, then crash together. Yeah. I also kind of live for like 
it's a duo, right? So like, if you're thinking of like a a sort duo. of a swing quartet do, do, duo, <laughs> Like, if they were doing that Istanbul, the quartet would be like, Istanbul, 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 Istanbul. But it's only two of them, so they can only do the two Istanbuls. I just think that's darling. <laughs> also, what, it's funny that we're talking about this song, because there's, like, on Twitter, there's this, like, big thing of, like, oh, men are constantly thinking about the Roman Empire, right? <laughs> This no. is my Roman Empire. Byzantine. Well, like, oh, Byzantine. Yeah, I mean, Constantine. Yes. At what point was It was part of the Roman Empire. Yeah, Constantine, yeah. Roman Emperor Constantine. And so I was, like, seeing all that stuff on Twitter. I was like, I never think about the Roman Empire. And then I was like, oh, wait, I've been listening to this song every day. I'm constantly thinking about the Roman Empire. Oh, my God. I know, too, when we were playing it earlier, Cameron, I'm calling you out, was in his little editing chair, like, fucking punching the air, like, <laughs> living. This might be a good time, because this kind of, to me, part of what makes Istanbul kind of special is it, like, kind of foreshadows their, like, kids' music stuff, yeah. which I know yes. you're, you're a big that, fan that, of. Yeah, the album No was also on rotation readily when I was a child. There's some, like, genuinely fun ones in their kids' music. I mean, I feel like people heard their stuff and heard that it was, like, silly without being ashamed Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's nice for kids because i feel like sometimes there's this air of like pretension that goes on with kids music where it's like i'm just gonna sing this stupid little kid song and children don't know anything and here's the abcs whatever Mm -hmm. i was like like i remember using their country song of like the alphabetical countries to like Mm. remember various countries when i would like do geography tests in school and i was like wow Anyway, but I feel like they approach everything with such sincerity. Yeah, the alphabet nations. Yeah, 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 where they just go through the alphabet, say a country that yeah. starts with every. That yeah. So I mean, um, I just, I just, yeah. To uh, on the note of their kids' music too, I was just listening to them. They were on um, Mark Marin podcast, and he was like asking about their kids' music. And they have just like such an interesting perspective on like the whole like enterprise of like kids' music. Mm. Um, because they were like, you know, so, so much of the kids' music, it's kind of like a grift. It's like a lot of people who like could make it in like pop music and like standards are lower for kids because they don't know what music is. So like they'll like anything, right? And Call so, back so, to you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> really so they're like, but we're trying to make like actually good music for kids. And then he was also saying there's like this impulse in like the kids' music industry that oh, it's all got to be educational. Like we got to teach the kids something. That's what kids' music is for. But then their their perspective it could just is, be silly. is like, right. yeah, why why can't we just why can't we just make like music for kids yeah. that's good that's like not gonna like benefit them in any other way yeah. just why can't children right? learn about cities in the byzantine empire yeah but also <laughs> why like, can't they have a catchy song to make up a dance to yeah exactly yeah. so like i don't know i thought that was like a cool like interesting like res- that kind of like respect towards like the children music audience yeah like, they, you know some no. they, kids want a diversion from learning and work too absolutely like, yeah. so it's like why why does it all all have to be educational i thought that was kind of a cool cool attitude to take towards like kids music as mm-hmm. a, i feel cared for as yeah. a thing might be very much child. Yeah. yeah very much Aww. <laughs> i was trying to find what cartoon i was remembering their songs from i think it might be they were they were in a dexter's laboratory episode oh they've, i think they've really? done a lot of theme songs i know they've i know that this was in a tiny tunes episode yes. yeah yeah yes and probably like a gazillion other things <laughs> yes um i also remember them doing the there were a couple songs in mickey mouse clubhouse mm-hmm. oh they did the they theme did. song for they mickey did mouse the hot clubhouse. dog song yeah. oh yeah yeah yep 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 um and it's max and it slaps in at James I mean, and Mal- it's Mal- nice. Malcolm, Malcolm in the Middle theme song. Like, that was, yes! That's what I was thinking yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> You're not the boss of me. Mm-hmm. That song, like, 
puts me in a nostalgia mode because that was just like one of the TV shows yeah. we watched as a kid. So yeah. when I hear that, I'm like, oh man, I'm eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Oh like, man. Yeah. I feel like there's something to be said about the fact that like everyone has some kind of nostalgia for They Might Be Giants. Totally. Yeah. Where it's like no matter, they, they just somehow, I don't know, even if you're hearing them for the first time, it kind of feels like this is comforting in a way that would have comforted me as a child. It's a, kind of like a weird, like, 80s but not 80s sound. Yeah. What, what would you guys place it as? I mean, I think it, they're, they may be giants live at sort of an interesting, like, nexus of, like, oh. they're, like, where, you know, they're, like, for young people, it's, like, oh, like, this is, like, this appeals to me because it's, like, fun and silly, but it's also kind of adult. Like, yeah. this is kind of music mm-hmm. for grownups. This is, like, you know. Yeah. Um, so so I, I feel kind of mature feelings. like I like it because I'm a kid and it's funny and silly yeah. but like I like it because it's music for adults and on the other side it's like adults are like oh this is like good like you know indie rock but it's also there's also this like childlike whimsy so mm-hmm. it's got like it's got like you know such broad appeal on like both ends of like that kind of like age spectrum like vis-a-vis like music consumption uh-huh totally um and so I, I think that's where a lot of their appeal comes from is it's there's like the childlike whim, whimsy aspect, but it's also like, oh, we're like a serious like college rock, like indie rock, like musically talented band. Intellectual. Yeah. 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 Nerd rock. Absolutely. Yeah, they can they can sing uh, like cartoon songs and reference Greek mythology like and two tracks next to each other. Get right, you exactly. a girl who can do both. Get you a girl who can do both. My wife left me. And the song, it's like we're in the city. Yeah. Let's talk about the Byzantine Empire. Yeah, yeah, if your man's not teaching you about ancient history through the through the art of song, that's not a man, baby girl. <laughs> They can do all that. They can teach you about death through the eyes of a grocery bag, bag of groceries. Yeah, let's talk about track number five. Dead. I have an anecdote for this for my child self. Um, So I used to make my parents skip this song for a while (laughs) because it scared me. Because there's a line where he talks about his head falling in a basket. Scary. Yeah, and I was like, oh, no, I'm five. I don't want to be thinking about guillotines, right? (laughs) And my mom pulled an incredible save to get me to, like, be okay with this song again, which she was like, he was turned into a bag of groceries, right? So it's not his head. It's a head of lettuce. Uh, oh, my gosh. Your mom's I a genius. I feel like it is kind of probably a pun. Right. Like, they probably did that on purpose because I feel like they do everything on purpose. Yeah. I'm like, shout out, Mom, for making me not afraid of this song because it does, it does slap. So. It does. Yeah. It does. I think it's very, like, exist- like kind of existential, but it's yeah. also, like, existential tongue-in-cheek because it's, like, a bag of groceries. Like, I don't know. I feel like constantly on this album, it's very like, well, how serious can they be? It's a bag of groceries. But then you're like, Ooh. oh, I'm thinking about it is kind of how like people a, think about me after I die. Yeah. What right. do I do to deserve yeah. Yeah, my afterlife fate? <laughs> there, I feel like we should get a counter for like song, like lines in They Might Be Giants songs that go unnecessarily hard and make yeah. you think way more than you I thought. Know. Like Absolutely. That, but like, but like yeah. yeah. What is it in this one? It's, it's like. I, I gonna, think, yeah, go go for it, because you probably um, remember it. It was, uh, it's over, I'm dead, and I haven't done anything that I want, or I'm still alive, and there's nothing I want to do. It's like, what? What happened to the being on the shelf in the grocery store? That was fun. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> go back to, the, go back to the groceries. Oh, <laughs> this song oh, does sound, it, it does seem like it was, like, designed to scare children, though, because he, <laughs> he says something at the end about, like, how, like. When I was eight, this, I made my brother yes, my personal life. like, this slave, is my yeah. punishment for, like, kind of being mean I to my I was naughty as a child. Brother. And so now I'm sad and depressed that I have nothing going on. <laughs> yeah. and the discipline yeah. song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I was, I was mean to my brother. I got in trouble. And now like, I, I can't tell if I'm dead or just like, yeah. you know, 
uninterested, you know, have mm-hmm. un- serious existential ennui. <laughs> yeah, it's like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, that's Tuesday, am I right? Yeah, beautiful song. Beautiful yes, song. very and much. Also a great, like, John's, like, vocal intertwining yeah. oh, song. Because yes. it's just, like, the piano is the backing. Or pop, yeah. maybe a harpsichord, I don't know. It's some sort of synthy thing going and, on. And, like, the so I want us, it, that part. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's oh, so good. So good. I want to play it. Play it. Watches as my head fell in the basket. It was everybody dancing on the casket. Now it's over, I'm dead, and I haven't done anything that I want. Or I'm still alive, and there's nothing I want to do. Oh, man. Yikes. Do you think he wrote some of these lines at the grocery store and then tied it into the thought of... <laughs> I, I have this image in my head now of, like, John Linnell walking through an aisle at a grocery store and, like, seeing an out-of-date, like, bottle of milk and just staring and for just, 45 seconds, like, oh, just God. It's like, nothing I want to do. I'm at the grocery store. Because that is, like, a like a bad time to exist, yeah. like, doing your groceries. Especially if you're already <laughs> sad. You're like, wow, yeah. I have to pay oh. to keep myself alive. Great. Oh, okay. Yeah. If I'm already right. sad, the, the only way to yeah. put myself deeper in yeah. the pit is to go yeah. to Target. I was just going to say, hell is a Target when you're already yes. stressed out. I will s- actually start crying. Yeah. I'll be like looking at trail mix and I'll be like, oh, actually, why am I here? I to cry right now. Why, why? am I alive? Why, is, why, why is life all almonds and no M&M's? Right. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, I'm actually the saddest person in this Target right now. And guess what? Everyone else thinks Everyone that. Everyone thinks the same. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There needs to be like a case study. <laughs> it's like that phenomenon about like, I forget what the actual like name for this phenomenon is, but like when you walk into a Barnes and Noble and you need to poop, it's like, why when you walk into a Target, are you even more depressed? You I think it's you... the lighting. There's like never mm. windows in a Target. Right, yeah. right. You get to the back and you're like, I'm surrounded by mops and my own tears. Yes. Yes. Actually, yeah. You're like, well, at least there's paper towels here. <laughs> <laughs> Twice the absorbency. And then you go <laughs> then you go buy a $35 Rolling Stone shirt and you feel good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're back to talking We're about Target. Back. <laughs> That's the only good part for a man in the Target is the, is the band shirt. the graphic t-shirt section. They were, my low, girlfriend will spend hours at Target. I'm like, this is a good shirt. Low, low key, really, really, really cool band shirts for, uh, you know, a, a, a big, you know, corporate behemoth chain store. Yeah. Whoever's <laughs> designing yeah. their stuff. Speaking of going to the bathroom in public places, I'm going to take a bathroom break. I think do it's it. a good time to do that. BRB. Um, so bringing us back with uh, kind of a serious one, um, a pretty, I think they, I wouldn't even, I don't know if I would call it political. Um, yeah, I touch. mean, they, they say the word politics. Right. So. <laughs> sure. Uh, but just like a pretty serious instance, which is a bummer to experience when you're at a party uh, and there's a racist person around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate, but I feel like. A lot of people have experienced being at a party and you're talking to like a friend of a friend of a friend and you're both just like nursing your drinks in the kitchen waiting for someone to like heat up pizza rolls or whatever. And uh, this guy that you're talking to does not have good takes. Uh, In fact, perhaps may have some racist, misogynistic, homophobic, uh, et cetera, cetera, takes, which we do not love. Um, So it was kind of fun to have a song that, I don't know, sort of uh, recounts that experience. 
because it's not fun. I think that this song goes the hardest. It goes so <laughs> yeah. hard. That's all I'm going to say. I feel like we could talk about like various moments in order of just like how awesome they are. <laughs> just like a play by play. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I think just overall, I mean, if this song came out today, it would be seen, like, and this again, this is a 33-year-old song, but if it came out today, even, it would be seen as, like, really, like, interesting, like, kind of trenchant, like, social commentary. Totally. It's like, yeah, you're saying, it's like, even now, like, we all have this ex- experience that mm-hmm. you were just saying, and, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's so, um, it's so pointed and so specific, and, like, like, just him saying, I know politics for you, it's like, that's what all these guys say, it's right. Like, oh, I don't care mm-hmm. about politics, right? It's, it's like, so real. Yeah, um, and, and there's even that moment later in the song where the the guy who's being racist was like, "Ah, oh, sorry, man, I'm drunk. Like, I don't even fucking know what I'm saying." And it's like, right. oh. yeah, it's like yeah. we've, we've all been in this. It's, it's like a weirdly like very, it's specific, but also like very universal. Like, yeah. Song topic. yeah. Since we're talking about lyrics, I feel like I have to say the most badass line on this album is in the song, which is, you can't shake the devil's hand and say you're only kidding. Yeah. Goes yeah. hard. <laughs> it's bars. Talk that good. talk, yeah. uh, It's yes. like you hear that so and you good. just want to go like, yes! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Oof, yeah. The vitriol. Can we play the part in the middle where there's a ridiculously crunchy guitar solo immediately yes. followed by a saxophone solo? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Because I think that just Follow, follow right by the chorus again, which yeah. just like nothing ever happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like 118 yeah. maybe a little before. I think oh, that encapsulates you. the energy of They Might Be Giants better than anything else ever. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. It's like, oh, that guitar song, tone, actually. I want to figure out how they did it. It is so good. It's so crunchy. Also, like, just when he's playing the notes is, like, really dissonant and stuff. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's cool. It's very perfect. Let's get into it. giants at times are very like chameleon they're like oh let's just make a song that sounds like this and this one kind of gives me like 90s like will smith i'm will smith and i'm here to say (laughs) like very fresh prince type beat i hate racism yay (laughs) and then it goes into like this rainforest cafe ass like bone, like salsa saxophone. I think there's solo. like a glass breaking in there too. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like I'm drunk. I don't know what I'm saying. It's crazy. Like they're just making all these wild choices, and I live. I'm glad they spent so much of their budget on this song. Yeah, yes. have it any other way. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's really cool. Speaking of like TV performances, they played this like. It, in the flood era i think i'm letterman and oh, like man. um like paul schaefer is like playing like usually the band like the late night band doesn't like play with them but like paul schaefer's like playing piano and like singing backup like you could tell you just like love this song hell like, yeah i want to be part of the yeah. musical guest performance for this song hell Very yes cool stuff. yeah if you get the chance to play a song with they might be giants like you especially if it's your it. racist friend yeah right right if it's a banger of a tune with like also a very good message right it's very much like to use a um, like Sean Evans from Hot Ones uh, phrase, turn of phrase. This is on the Mount Rushmore of songs from this album. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. For me. For yeah, me, that's, too. That's there. 
Well, we touched earlier on uh, Tiny Tunes, which could be spelled T-O-O-N-S or T-U-N-E-S. It's applicable to both in the case of track number seven, (laughs) uh, Particle Man. Guys, what are we doing here? This There's something wild. so funny about going on like a journey through your racist friend where it's like hardcore and like you're thinking about all these like heavy political and then he's just like there's a guy and, he's, <laughs> like, like, and then there's a bigger guy. <laughs> and then there's a really small guy. <laughs> and then there's a guy who's sad. <laughs> there's a guy who lives in the trash. <laughs> like yeah. just super quick vibe change. Yeah. This is like an actual like physics question. Like, is he a dot? Like, does he get wet if he's that tiny? Like, if yeah. you're in between the atoms? It's right. a little bit of nerd rock for I, you. Yeah, I hope that, that this was just genuine questions that John Linnell yeah. had about particles. And he was like, there's a song here somewhere. Yeah, yeah. He's just he playing his guitar, sick. working on a song. Like, I have a couple questions about kinetics, by the way. Like, yeah, let's put it in. Put it in. Yeah. Unlucky track number seven. Yeah. This was definitely one of the songs where, like, I feel like it conjures the most vivid imagery when you're just mm. sitting there, like, closing your eyes and listening to it. Like, totally. you can just imagine all of these, like, wacky superheroes just kind of living their lives. Yeah, they're depressed and they're... They're depressed <laughs> and a mess. mess. <laughs> they're a target, just like, uh, Oh, no. Uh, yeah, Person Man being is... Particle li- man. Lives per- in person, target. person Man's really getting on my nerves. I've yeah. never felt more Person Man yeah. than I have in a target. <laughs> I do tell remember, you I feel like this is a good time to mention, like, a good place for They Might Be Giants lore is the They Might Be Giants wiki. I think they were, like... Yes! Of, yeah. They were one of the first bands that I think had, like, a dedicated website, and they had a lot of... In for obvious reasons, yeah. Like, for reasons you can probably guess, their fans are very dedicated to chronicling the lore. Um, And there's just a lot of information on all of them. And I think they mentioned that, like, this song doesn't actually mean anything, so don't try to guess what it means. But the Triangle Man is a wrestler. Yes! I did forget which wrestler. I forget, too, but there was, like, a specific guy where his sort of... um, torso proportions were very triangular you know very broad shoulders well, and the, tiny waist we didn't talk about it yet but like the, the they did a tiny tunes like a, a cartoon of them they and they were all too. wrestlers right yeah. yes 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 <laughs> so there's like a tiny tunes where um it's like daffy duck but green i don't know if that character has a different name the martian daffy duck uh, sure i don't know is particle man and it's like ding 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 sunday 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 particle man's gonna wrestle the universe and so we see Particle Man and Human Man or Person Man and um, Universe Man and like all the men and each one gets like marginally larger than the last and Daffy Duck Particle Man gets his ass whooped until he runs away crying. Yeah. <laughs> Rip. Rip. They were, I think part of what got them where they got was they were like early on like very tech savvy compared to other bands like one of the like tech savviest mm-hmm. you know and like they, they yeah they were the first band to be like hey Give us your emails, fans, and we'll do like a newsletter zine thing on the internet. Like, like bands like weren't, weren't doing that, and they did a they did a they did a, a thing called Dial a Song where they would be like they they had like a, a they had like a, a on their phone they would have you you know you'd have like an answering machine that you'd call and like you know there'd be like a, like a voicemail, and they would like record a song as their like answering machine message, and and then they would put flyers up like hey call this number and like wait until you get the answering machine and then you'll hear one of our new songs that's fun <laughs> that's yeah. so cool yeah that's i would have been so all fun. about that so it was like i mean i mean there was it wasn't like 
now we're like there's band posters that have like their Instagram and Spotify and Bandcamp, mm-hmm. but like then they were like, here, call this number and listen to our songs. Yeah. Like, also, you could, there's no other way to do that. Then. Also, music was so limited. You could only yeah. listen to like the radio and what you had bought. You know, there wasn't right. every song there, ever. There was no, yeah. like, there was zero avenue for like, <laughs> yeah. hey, do you want to hear the song? You can hear it right now. Yeah. They might be and giants predicted they the figured out how to do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Ser- seriously. The original, putting music on the phone. The, the original first QR code. <laughs> That's amazing. Kind Instead of, of iTunes, it's they tunes. Different pronouns. They tunes. Is this a fourth wall break? I couldn't tell. This line here, um, where he introduces Person Man, how he's depressed and he feels worthless, and he says, "Who came up with Person Man?" And the next line is just "Degraded Man, comma Person Man." Is oh, Degraded is- Man himself? Because he came up with Person Man. I kind of like that take. <laughs> and he's like, I kind of deg- like that take. And, and so, like, degraded man came up with Person and so, Man. And so, the phrase is kind of like maybe he's saying, like, potato, potato, like, degraded man, Person Man. <laughs> yeah, Person Man did really seem the most pathetic of the bunch. Yeah. Like, we have all these sort of feats of physics and biochemistry, and then we just have, like, a guy. <laughs> in a trash can. Yeah. Uh, a man who cannot get wet. <laughs> right. His powers as humanity. Yes. Aww. His powers depression. But everyone hates Person Man, which is so Including sad. himself. Including, Including himself. himself. Wow. It's the one wow. thing they can all agree on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a great nonsense song that you can like like i'm doing right now putting meaning that maybe was never there but could yeah. be totally. it's one of those things where it's like it's fun to do i feel like it only becomes an issue if you're like it means this and you right. should think this or else because i feel like that's that's antithetical to the message you know they're just mm-hmm. like it's fun take out the meaning what you want it to mean have fun with it we'll tell you this much but the rest yeah girl just There's live a with wrestler, it discover what a universe hand is yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly <laughs> Don't get it twisted. <laughs> we should have done a twisted iced tea. Ooh. I actually don't like those very much. Oh, but they're twisted tea. <laughs> Track number eight. Twist. So this one sounds very 90s to me, whereas some of the tracks like feel 80s. But this one's like mm. pretty ahead of its time, I yeah. think, coming out in 99 or 90, right? 90. Oh, yeah. 90. This is what they told us at the start of the the album. Brand new record for 1999. <laughs> if you ever need to like remember anything about this album, just go to the you just have to go listen to 27 seconds yeah. for the whole intro, and then you're like, okay, 1990, the water levels are rising. It's a new album from <laughs> they, they might be giants. Flood. It's called Flood. Wow, and go. people are happy. Yeah, that's actually all the research Ooh. I did for this record was just listening <laughs> to the first. That's I was like, wow, this this is Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this is definitely a song where like I definitely just listen to it and vibe because I don't get any of the references except Marshall Stacks. Yeah, kind of same. <laughs> like, oops. I kind of have just fun. This one kind of has a surfy vibe for me, mm-hmm. which I enjoy. Yeah. Um, and I also listen to the, this and I'm like, these people don't sound like they're very good for each other. And yeah. that's kind of that's kind of where I landed. I read, and maybe you know, Ben, that there's some homages to some other bands in this one. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I know it is sort of like a like a a, a, a surf rock kind of like tribute, and I think this is the one where we talked about like the DBs, the band. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, that's I think. the band I was thinking yeah. of. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So I mean, they, they just have like this like encyclopedic like knowledge of like rock and roll. Yeah, and, they like, probably know every band, right? And, they're, like, they're big nerds, right? Right. <laughs> and, and and you, I don't know. You wouldn't be able to tell us from hearing them, but like the kind of milieu, like the scene they came up in, was like late early eighties, like New York City, like 
art rock, like mm. kind of heady conceptual stuff, like punk, like that. Yeah. That's who they're like cohorts. Like not were. that far removed from No Wave, which is like kind of a yeah, wild no, they were, thing they to were imagine. Like, where they were it's like, like No Wave. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's like the bands they were playing with. Right. Yeah. And so I think that's it's kind of funny. They like when when you listen to interviews with them, they kind of really take umbrage. They're like offended when people talk about like, oh, these you know these these are nerds, like mm-hmm. these guys, and they're like, no, no, like we we're never cool. thought of ourselves that way. Like we're <laughs> playing with like the coolest. Like we're in, like the late seventies. Like I think they they played yeah. with like talking well, heads. Linnell is a college dropout. Oh, Not that you have man. to go to college like, to be smart. Like but... they were like in like the the scene where like all the cool bands were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think they got kind of pissed off. Or like well, like when Flood came out, they would like open Spin Magazine or whatever, be like, oh cool, five star review for for our album, and then yeah. let's see what it says. And then the first line is like. Can you believe that such awesome music was made by these like loser nerds? <laughs> these like, dweeby these pencil guys who are so not cool. But, like, <laughs> they they just like, hey. weren't pitting on uh, a, oh, yeah. a persona or whatever, right? I mean, I guess compared to like hair metal, they're <laughs> right. like absolutely. Yeah. Right. I mean, that, that's anything, that's kind of the yeah. other like nuance here is like think about like 1990. It's like sort of the twilight of yeah, like the hair metal kind of stuff and like pre grunge. Yeah, so it's it was, like before Gene Rock. Right? The world yeah. was ready. Yeah. And so it was like it was like what what is rock and roll? It was kind of like a identity crisis moment for like rock and roll. It was like what is it? And mm-hmm. then so I think Flood was kind of like. Well, maybe it's this, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So it was kind of an interesting time in, in rock for this that came out. And I think that's kind of part of like why how like, um, you know, such a weird album got so much play, so much resources behind it, like mm-hmm. made the label that kind of thing. Yeah, and I know that like this is something we'll probably notice as we go further because it gets weirder as it goes on. But um, they definitely were trying very hard to stay weird with this album because it was like their first album signed to a major yeah. label. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's like the more there's a whole bunch of stuff that they did where it's like we made them do this because we wanted to show or like this is about the label because we wanted to prove that we were still the same weird band that we always were. So because you know. the 90s, they were still kind of like a like don't sell out type of vibe. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> I think their fans were actually like furious that they were signed. Uh, to oh, yeah. Like I remember. I, I mean, not I remember. I remember I was not alive. <laughs> I remember reading about this on the internet. Um, that yeah, there was quite a kerfuffle. That's crazy. Well, I think they did a good job, uh, commercial success, and still staying weird. I think true. They, true, true, uh... true. I mean, I think yeah. it's still. I mean, I, you can argue. Like it, sometimes I like Lincoln. Sometimes I like the self-titled more. But like the, this is like the classic. Like this totally. is the like, classic. This is the they might be giants album. Yeah, baby's first. <laughs> we'll we'll come back and talk about Lincoln some other time. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we love Lincoln folks. Anytime. <laughs> so we're talking about '90s rock, but who we want to rock? Also, we want a we rock. want a rock. <laughs> rock. I would love a rock. Rocks are so great. <laughs> who doesn't want a rock to wind yeah. up? Were either of you like rock collecting kids? Absolutely, I was too. Oh, I, was I have in a paper rocks. bag. Little yeah. uh, Chicago land reference. I would regularly go to Dave's Down to Earth Rock Shop when I was a child. <laughs> Get some rocks. That's a sounds like a great place to yep. buy rocks. I want to go there right now. Well, if I'm <laughs> yeah. going to buy rocks from someone, I don't want it to be someone who's like pretentious. No. Do you guys have any of your rocks still right now? Somewhere. Somewhere. Can I tell you guys about my rocks? Please. I've got a. You know about this rock? It's an amethyst, but when you shine a laser through it, it creates TV static fuzz. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. And then How I've do got. They do that? Yeah. Does it, it just happen? It's because of the crystalline structure of the atoms. Ooh. When the laser hits it, it creates mm-hmm. like a pattern because all it's the atoms crazy. are so. Uh, and then my other good rock uh, is a perfectly like smooth circle rock that I found in the mountains in Colorado. 
uh, because like millions of years ago, it used to be a big lake. Yeah. I feel like you can just find an orb in the mountains. That's like, wow, I'm the <laughs> Totally. <laughs> like, I, okay, like, where are my magic powers now? Yeah, but the water of the lake that was here 10 million years ago made this rock round, so I kept it. If yeah. you get rid of that, you will be cursed, probably. <laughs> You've invited a spirit into your life. Yeah, I hope so, yeah. or I hope not. <laughs> Either way, maybe they're nice. Yeah. Um, would you tie a string around that rock and wave it around? Uh, well, I, the nice thing about that rock is I didn't have to participate in capitalism for it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was just existing. Wow. Um, I think this song's kind of about capitalism. No ethical rock collecting under capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dave's cool rock shop. <laughs> This is, yeah, this is one of the ones where I was like, oh my god, I have to write down whenever I figure out one of their like inscrutable metaphors. <laughs> Hammer on my piglet, he's breaking open a piggy bank. Oh, oh my god. god. To that. go buy his prosthetic forehead to wear on his real head. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's that simple. I don't know why. Come yeah. on. Yeah. What is the, what have is, you, have, haven't we all wanted what this? What is the forehead Who, a metaphor who's for? amongst us? I mean, I guess... I guess he hammer. I just kind of imagined it as like a construction helmet, but it was like skin toned, so yeah. that it looked like it was just your head. So I was... you could be safe and fashionable. <laughs> I read something on Genius. I think that it was something like they did in sumo wrestling. It's somehow like a prosthetic forehead gave you like a competitive advantage. Like I don't know how. Oh. Ooh, um, okay. Yeah. Maybe but it's like I don't a know. I don't know what the rock <laughs> thing is. Like I, I, my first instinct when I first heard it, which I don't know if it's real is like you know yeah like i want a rock by twisted sister this is like a huge oh, song yeah. so it's like what if we did Uh-oh. i want not i want two rock but i want a rock uh-huh. to wide like, the piece of string around which is like in reference Whoa. to jewelry yeah, yeah i guess so yeah that does make sense oh that makes a lot more sense than what i was <laughs> wow. thinking really because i was totally thinking like you just have a rock on a string and you're yeah, just you're like just hitting a kid with it like or like swinging well, it around well, on the playground I, that was a question i don't actually I feel know like there's a lot of like ways to interpret it and they're probably yeah. all right yeah i always imagine that it was like it's stupid intentionally where it's like you're going along with it because you think you should because that's what's cool or like what shows that you have status and totally. it could be as dumb as like winding a string around a rock yeah, yeah. yeah where, where it's like forehead. everyone's yeah. doing it it's the latest cra- it reminds me very much i don't know if any of y'all when you were kiddos were like phineas and ferb enjoyers <laughs> absolutely but there was um <laughs> there was a storyline about this marketing company who was like oh my god what's the next big toy and they decided it was just going to be a brick. And they were <laughs> yeah. going to market just a brick to children. Yeah. So that was sort of the vibe I got from this was like, I don't know, buy stupid shit. Everyone wants it. Yeah. It's yeah. like the same. I, well, the 90s was like during the height of the pet rock craze, right? Yeah. Yeah, So maybe totally. it's like that kind of concept where it's like, just go get a rock, you stupid child. Right, like, you fool. Yeah. Give yeah. us your coin. We're, we're coming like off the 80s, like mall mania and like catalogs yeah. and credit cards. And it's and... like, I just want a rock. Yeah. See, I don't know if any, anybody, nobody, I don't think they've ever said explicitly like what any of this song means. No. Or, right. Like probably won't, but it's like. Part of what I like about it is it's not just like randomness. It doesn't feel like it's just like randomness for randomness sake. Like when yeah. they sing about this like weird, freaky, inscrutable stuff, it feels like it means yeah. something. Like yeah. if, if, it feels uh-huh. like it's like an inside joke between them, like some of this weird, you know, crazy, weird lyrics. And, and to I me, to me, that. that's kind of one of the hallmarks of like listening to They Might Be Giants is like it feels like you're being let in on like the intimate details of this very close yeah. like relationship and like their inside jokes and stuff. Yeah, and I feel like part of the fun is, like, about talking about this music is, like, oh, you get to, like, discuss with people what it means. Yeah. And then you have, like, this point of connection about, like, <laughs> does the rock mean this? And, yeah, like, right. <laughs> what, 
the curtains are blue. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's just kind of fun. It like gives you a talking point, which it I feel like fun. is sort of a thing that is very you know wholesome as a band to be like people are talking about our music and like having and, fun. And with it's it. just right. Like this melody is just perfect. It's like just cool. any any time yeah. when we're playing and I try to do like a like a like a sweet major key like bass melody kind of riff it's i'm always just like trying to recreate like it's always the i want rock, rock. <laughs> yeah. like it's like that it's that good it's like whenever i'm like oh i gotta like think of like you know a little riff or like a sequence of notes for like a little bass fill like i'm it's always, always just like how rock. can i make it more like i want to rock like it's so <laughs> perfect piece of string around like that part is so perfect this is my favorite song on the album piece of string and a rock to wind string around everybody wants to rock to wind a piece of string around everybody wants more accordion throw the crib door wide let the people crawl inside someone in this town is trying to burn the playhouse down they want to stop the ones who want to rock yeah, that accordion melody is so good. So good. So unironically good. Rock to wind a piece of string around. Yeah. Um, so that does it for the A side of this album. If we had an LP in front of us, we would flip the record over. This is also about oh, man, where my commute. That should have been side B. Oh, yeah. Track one. Yeah. I, I love someone keeps moving my chair. But. Right. Mm-hmm. This is about where my commute ended when yeah. I was like, yeah. driving oh. to. So this is like where the deep personal connection like wanes a little uh-huh. bit. There's some in there where I was like, oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. But yeah, this is where it's like the point where it's like I'd be pulling up to the school mm-hmm, at this point. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of someone keeps moving my chair. The front half, it's like, I know you word for word. Yeah. You are in my will. Yeah. You will be the godparent of my first child. Yeah. Back half is like still slaps. Back half but is like a yeah. friend I we, see. We introduced a, a new character, Mr. Horrible. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. yes. Like, someone ooh. keeps moving my chair. And don't you hate when that happens? This is like, I, I feel like also in the vein of like when you go to Target and you're already sad. This is like when you're already having a bad day, if someone moves your chair, it's like the tipping well, point. That's it. I'm yes, done. Absolutely. I'm done, guys. <laughs> we get a couple songs on this record of very much like, hey, bosses are shitty and jobs are dumb. And yeah. doesn't that just twist your butt in a bunch? And this is kind of one of those. But it's also like, yeah. We'll get into it. I love the line that's like, do you mind if I put this glass of milk where your friend died? Right. It's just like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says killed so fast and it's on to the next yeah. line. And you're like, yeah. Whoa. The next yeah. line is about writing a green marker on the back of your head. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. Like, what about, like, where's the story with this glass where's of milk friend? and the friend? What happened to Mr. Horace? Right. Yeah. Is he okay? Well, no, he's dead. But <laughs> he's not okay anymore. No. Um... <laughs> But yeah, this was just like a weird one. It's very like you're at the office and you got weird bosses who are like overstepping all your shit and you're like, whatever, 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 like water on a duck's back uh, or water off a duck's back. But the the one thing that's really just um, if someone's moving your chair. That's really the only thing that's actually bothering you. Yeah, you don't care about your glass of milk or your dead friend. No. You're like, oh, t- whatever, I'll tolerate that. I'll just add it to the list. But, but this is the straw. <laughs> the water, the sea levels are rising, right? But, right. But that, but the chair that is chair the man. Chair, yeah. 
Who's moving? I like I like to think about songs like this, like from the protect. Like I'm trying to imagine like where they wrote it at, mm-hmm. and like he's like he got into work and his chair's not where it belongs. He's like, God fucking damn it! Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> Write this whole song down right now. Yeah. <laughs> Just the uh, the almost embarrassment of like thinking your chair is there and almost sitting down. And, oh my god! Oh, can you imagine? Because oh, yeah. it's like having a bad day. If it's all in your own head, that's one thing. But if right. everyone sees you having a bad day, like you don't sit in your chair, it's like I I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm never coming back. <laughs> and right. everyone's gonna pay for it. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's like nobody. I'm, I'm out for blood. Nothing's yes. going right for me. Everybody's out to get me. To the point where nobody will even let me sit down. They're taking my chair away. Can know? I not have this one thing? Can I not one sit in thing. my chair? Please. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> all I ask the, for. The annoyance of all annoyances. Great, great topic for a song. <laughs> <laughs> and then we almost get this, like, to back all of this kind of synthy, like, 80s vibe, 80s pop sort of. This one also gave me Weird Al, right? Uh, yeah, else? I could see that. I could see that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because it's, like, a really specific theme. It's about, totally. like, everyday, yeah. like, quotidian annoyances. And mm-hmm. so it's, like, you know. It, it does feel like you could replace the lyrics with something, like, very directly heartfelt and it would like work. Yeah. Not that you can't find something in this, but it's like, ah, like so that could, there's something could have that cadence. Like it yeah. could be a parody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't need a hearing aid to, to hear uh, how good this next tune is. Hey, uh, we get some, like it's a reggae tune, right? For real. Yeah. That's girl. When I said chameleons. Yeah. I yeah. There's a lot, of, a lot of genre yeah. exercise. On, on yeah. Floor, you know. Yeah. Speaking of no wave, Flansberg said that the solo in this song was inspired by Arto Lindsay, Ooh. who is a a very like you know prominent no wave guitarist. Oh, hell yeah! Quite fun. Really going back to their roots there, but also reggae, I guess. Which right. I, don't, I don't think is any of their roots. They're all from the East Coast. <laughs> yeah. What a wild well, hodgepodge. Yeah. Maybe I'm saying reggae wrong. Like they do a syncopated guitar lick. Yeah. That doesn't make it reggae Scott? necessarily. <laughs> Scott. <laughs> I think it has to be like fast to be Scott. That's the only difference. Yeah. Yeah. So I was being sarcastic. That's not the only difference. <laughs> Slow Scott. Grunge. I kind of want to listen to the solo in this. And just yeah, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel like we need a vibe break. you after you find out your chair has been moved. Yes. <laughs> You're like, God damn it, I'm just gonna listen to some jazz. Too smooth. And then, and then just like the unsettling sounds. Yeah. yeah. It's not a They Might Be Giant song without some noises. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> they make you go, huh. Okay. <laughs> and this is all so this is not one of the four that got the budget no correct and so this is all like mostly yeah we've already heard all the big budget songs <laughs> so now we're just playing around we're now just having just, fun now we're just vibing we're just like skiing to the end That's, i kind of wish uh for a life where it's like 1989 you don't really know what a computer is and you're just like making all your music from like this cassette tape right mm-hmm. yeah. it was like you can't like get distracted and like play pinball wizard or yeah <laughs> i mean yeah, yeah it's cool like, you, you couldn't <laughs> get like feedback just instantly on the internet like this is good or this sucks it's like you would know how well you were doing by 
playing shows and seeing how many people were there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So wild too. Yeah. Or like, does our video show up on it? Or yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah. They were just like in their New York apartment, like creating cool sounds and cool rhythms yeah. and stuff. That just that's just really cool to me. You know what's cool to me? The next freaking song, <laughs> second shortest on the album, <laughs> makes me giggle and chuckle and guffaw. Can we just play the opening? Yeah, yeah. let's not even we'll say play anything. It. Just yeah. <laughs> Minimum wage. Yeah! This sounds like a theme song for like a workplace comedy. Yes! Totally, totally. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. I, yeah, do, I, yeah. I could just, every time I hear it, I just do Jim Halpert face. Just. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys think minimum wage was in 1990? Oh. Nationwide? Uh, low. Yeah. Low. I was, low. when I was, minimum wage in 2007 when I was working was 5.15. I'm gonna guess it was it was two ninety five. In nineteen ninety, unadjusted for inflation is three eighty. Okay. I just kind of want to find Rich. out what that is. What, we're doing so much math on this episode. Yeah, this I'm gonna find out what that's adjusted for inflation. <laughs> 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 Michael Giants would appreciate that. Actually, I have an inherited story about this song from my mom. An heirloom, Ooh. a TMBG heirloom, folks. <laughs> heirloom story. So when my mom was in college, it was like around when this album came out, and um. She, like, you know, worked a minimum wage job, and she had, um, she would, like, listen to KJHK, which was the local college radio station, and they would play this song at 5 a.m. every day. Because the logic was, the only way you would be awake to hear it is if you were working a minimum wage job, and you had just gotten up to, like, go open your store (laughs) or whatever, Um, which I love. I love the ingenuity of college radio. That is excellent. Yeah. Uh, what's the T? Oh, for inflation, it's actually better than minimum wage now. Nine sixteen adjusted for inflation. Silent depression. Anyways, the theme of this album. Did you guys catch the interpolation? If that's the right word, that's yeah. We've got some lore here. We've got some history. An interpolation and minimum wage. Yeah. No, I don't know about this. It's a Frank Sinatra tune. Downtown by Frank Sinatra. Yeah, it's kind of what they're when you're going downtown. It's kind of what they're spoofing at. I think. Interestingly enough, this song, my first minimum wage job was at Party City, and this song was on the soundtrack. Wow. Full circle. Mm-hmm. You'll recognize it. Oh. Yeah. Minimum wage. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, also, like, what a fun thing to do, just make a joke out of a Frank Sinatra tune. Yeah. <laughs> When you're alone, I bet this was something you where lonely, like you they thought about it, go. and they were like, "Should we, should we make this the 19th song on the album? Like, should we push it up to 19? <laughs> should, we? should we add minimum wage? And it's like you gotta add yeah, minimum gotta. wage. The whip sound, yeah, like we rented a whip for this song. Like, yeah, I don't actually, I don't actually know how they made this. They're song like, we gotta, we gotta bury this in the album so old blue eyes doesn't hear it and sue us. You know? <laughs> yeah. Do, do you guys that's know good that. stuff. I never made that connection, but that's totally, <laughs> yeah, it's that's totally it. So yeah. it's got that sort of sample in it. And then also with the whip, it's inspired by the opening theme from the old TV show Rawhide starring Clint sense. Eastwood. Yeah. Oh, wow. Keep moving, moving, moving. Good artist power, great artist steel, folks. Precisely. <laughs> that's my go-to karaoke song. I think, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
on. Do you do the whip noises? No. Or are they in the karaoke track? In the track. Okay. B-Y-O-W. Bring your own yeah. whip. Bring your own whip. <laughs> they're, wow. they're, they're, they're pretty referential, you know, band. Like, they, they might be giants as... It's uh, it was like a movie from the early '70s, but the movie title itself is like a Don Quixote reference. Yeah. You know, oh. like he thought because he thought the windmills were giants. Yeah. Wow. Like they might they be might giants. Not. I didn't like know this. The, yeah. yeah. It just goes deeper, guys. It goes yeah. deeper. <laughs> goes all the way to the top. Yeah. I all guess... the way to 17th century Spanish <laughs> yeah. literature. I guess we can talk about the the band lore when we get to their second intro song of the album. Which yeah. Is like <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, the the they might be giants. The song. Yeah. They might yeah. be giants. High School Musical, the musical, the series. Exactly. <laughs> um, let's talk about track number thirteen, Letterbox, oh, named after baby. my favorite app. Wow. Letterbox. I keep accidentally oh. calling it Letterbox and being like, no, no right. <laughs> Wait, someone should do like a Weird Al version of this. It's like when I open up Letterbox tomorrow and it's like all the bad takes that you're seeing. <laughs> yeah. When I just How watched How heavy is the world's largest letterbox? <laughs> 1,500 cubic feet. <laughs> okay, well, quick. What is the mass of air? <laughs> I won't spit my beer out. Uh, how do we feel about this song? This is one of my very favorites. I don't Absolutely. Know how you feel Tell about me it. more. This is top five. Yeah. I think. Yeah, Tell I me feel more. Like, I feel like I don't even have like that many coherent reasons for why I like it. I just like that he sings fast. Yes. Very rapid <laughs> yeah. fire. It's like very mm-hmm. much just that. Um, yeah. It, it's, I like it, how he says sparrow. Yeah. She's, been, she's my best friend. Sing. She's a sparrow. sparrow. Should we listen um, to a little bit of the like, yeah. first verse? Yes. Or slash it's the chorus. Sucker for a good stop. I'll never know what you find when you open up your letterbox tomorrow. Cause a little bird never tells me anything I wanna know. She's my best friend, she's a sparrow. And I never, never know what you never, never, never wanna know when you know what you are. Oh. Darling, yeah. If I if I can if my ears don't deceive me, I think this is one of the tuba songs. I thought I heard a little bit of brass in the in the low end there. Is that a tuba? I heard a. (laughs) 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 I was trying to I was trying to like figure out how they got that bass sound. Very synthy bass. I mean, just like a low brass. how crisp that like acoustic guitar is yeah. mm-hmm. um, so nice and just, and the stop yeah because we do we're, we're kind of we exploring we, we do a lot of stoppy starty you know Hell yeah. and uh this one's great Technical i mean because it's i think it's yeah stoppy starty is like yeah. classic music it's a kind of advanced music theory but yeah. so you may have heard <laughs> of, not know about of it. the stoppy starty it's a little different than the starty yeah. stoppy right exactly. oh, <laughs> yeah. actually all songs are starty stoppies yeah. Yeah. exactly yeah. <laughs> All, all songs, all songs that starty must stop. Uh, the inverse is not necessarily true. I, I think that, uh, the, but the word, like, just the placement of the stop, and like the kind of it, it, it feels a little bit un, like because I think it starts. It's a, it's the songs in six eight, and then it. I think it stops on the one, but it feels like it. It might be like a tiny bit early. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then it's. I think it's exactly three. Yeah, it's like you, know, you reach the top of the roller coaster, d- and then they're like, "We're going on the roller coaster." There you go. <laughs> right. And then when it, when it all like, it, I think it, everybody comes back in on the four, and it's like everybody comes back in on the four. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just the it, it's 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 sort of like 
breaks tendency a little bit to use a football term, <laughs> but like it, 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 it kind of the, the the stop and start the the stop and start kind of like starts and ends in unexpected moments, um, both. And so it, it, that that stop kind of like throws you through th- through a loop. But like when it happens, it's like oh that made sense. Yeah. Even though like I've never heard a song stop and start like in at that time, you know. Um, and so I, the stop and start is huge for me, and just like the the chords and the melody and. They're both singing. I love when they both sing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's one of my favorite Flood songs. Nice. And they're both singing so like rapid fire together. Like getting that recorded with two people and no one's like tripping over their tongue is kind of impressive yeah. to me. Right. Yeah. yeah. To, to, uh, to podcasters. Oh, <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's kind of interesting because they, they always, when, when, unlike the songs where they both sing, it feels like so in sync. It feels like they must have like worked together, like started this from scratch totally, like i was yeah. listening to it they were just like a month or two ago on tim heidecker's podcast and they he kind of asked them about their like process what's your songwriting mm-hmm. process and it's still like a pretty strict division like one of the johns brings the song or the other brings the song like mm-hmm. they write totally separately oh. um and it was kind of cool because they were talking about how they're still like they still get nervous to like show each other one of their songs they're still like they still adorable. like i want to impress this guy like mm-hmm. they still care and they still care like what each other think and respect each other's like opinion which is cool Maybe that's They're what not. drives the songs to be so good. Yeah. Yeah, or or how they've been a band for, you know, 45 years. You know, just two right. guys oh. in a band for 45 years. Like, Shit. Um, kind of wild. That is and, a long... and they, they haven't taken, like, a break, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of bands who've been together that long have, like, like a five, ten-year yeah. hiatus, but mm-hmm. they've just been go, 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 right. go, go, and they're still, like, so into it. I feel like if you're making music this, like, from the heart and fun, where you're so in control of whatever you're doing, it probably wouldn't get old, because there's no, like, conception of what They Might Be Giant sounds like, because no. their their yeah. sound is everything, yeah. so I feel like they can kind of do whatever they want. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're really at a sweet spot where they're, like, they've built up enough goodwill and fan base that they can still, like, live comfortably and do whatever they want, but there's not, it's not like they're, like... Huge, like huge major label representation, where they've there's a lot of pressure on them to do a certain thing. Yeah, people mm-hmm. will recognize um, them on the street, kind of. Like right. Fame. Yeah. yeah, they're they're in they're in that like sweet spot. That of really is band. the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to just support yourself with art, but not have to talk to people if you don't want to. That's exactly where I want to be. Yeah. We, we want to support ourselves with art and talk to people. Yeah, like the, the label is not like well, harassing unless you, them. Unless you want to. I want to talk to people on my terms. <laughs> on our podcast. Exactly. <laughs> on my couch. Only talk to people on the podcast. Yes. Yes. Everyone else. <laughs> Get out of here. If you see me at Target, I'm going through it. Do not talk to I'm me. I'm going through it. I'm having a bad time. Yes. <laughs> They don't have this Foo Fighters t-shirt on my size. I'm not <laughs> oh, dealing with no. the world. This is my breaking point. <laughs> they don't have my favorite flavor of Olipop. I need to go. Oh, this uh, is the chair. <laughs> where else am I going to get socks with the Flash logo? <laughs> oh, man. Where else? <sighs> All right, everybody. Everybody close your eyes. Close, close your eyes. If you're listening, listen at home. Close your eyes. Oh, we're whistling in the dark. Is that when the saints go marching? Yeah, I don't know why that came to my head like that. That's a wonderful choice. <laughs> whistleable song for sure. That's the detail. I'm so you know jealous. What? I can't whistle. I can't. Oh yeah. Me neither. Comment below if you I knew kinda... which one that was. <laughs> we have fifty percent representation here. <laughs> ben, can you whistle? I cannot, unfortunately. <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. It's just like uh, <laughs> we non whistlers. We're in 
we're a marginalized demographic here, you know. So whistling is usually like a happy thing to do, not normally something you do in the dark. Yeah. Uh, would someone like to explain the context of this song? Again, I don't know, but there's there's cool videos of them doing it where I think he's I think this is one where he like puts I can't remember what it's called where you put a drum like on your shoulders and you oh, yeah. like the marching band drum. Big yeah. marching oh. band drum. Apparently, like Flansburg said, Flansburg does that. Yeah. yeah, that that they wanted the drum to sound like an atomic bomb. Mm. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so I feel like that makes sense. It's like you get the biggest drum you have to just be like. Bam! Mm-hmm. Which is kind of the opposite of a whistle, if you think about it. The exact opposite of a whistle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this one did kind of give, like, sort of military march song, probably largely because of the big boomy dun-dun drum, sort of. It's kind of weirdly wholesome, though. It is, yeah, because it's, it's got this message of, like, be yourself. Yeah. The only thing you <laughs> can do Be yourself, do what you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kind of sweet. It is very sweet. I so I was taking these notes in an interesting position for for this. I was like writing them in between my errands today, oh, like yeah. while because I'd listened to it a couple times and I was like, I should take notes. And I wrote down. I think there's a line in here where he talks about hitting something with a rock, and I just wrote callback. <laughs> <laughs> is said rock on a string? <laughs> he, said, he said rock. Again, it's a cinematic a, a universe. A geological concept album. Yeah. <laughs> a rock opera, folks. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> rock opera. Hell yeah. That's pretty good. Um, and then track number 15, Hatcha. When I was looking at the track list, I had two, not necessarily favorite songs on the album, but two favorite names of songs on mm. the album. And this is one of them because oh, yeah. it gives me very, um, like, Linda Belcher, very, like, hatcha, like, kind of wine mom, yeah. just from the title. Yeah. No other context. It's, it's, yeah, Live, Laugh, Love, Core. Yeah. Very Live, Laugh, Love, Core. It's a horse name. It's a horse and name. We love it. yeah. and it's a horse name. Yeah, horses exactly. are the purest animal. So if you name a song after a horse, and, right, it's yeah. gonna be a good sound name. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think you named it after like a horse hot <laughs> Right, horses yeah. have crazy horses names. Do yeah. Crazy yeah. Horse that horse feels name. like that feels like too far. <laughs> I think Naming it, I a horse think, truth or consequences. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, our next merch item is horses. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about I, I was try, I was thinking about leaning in like really leaning into like the western theme and getting yeah. like going to you know Alcala's it's like out in Chicago it's like a cowboy store yes so I'm like what, yeah yes so I was gonna go get like all decked out and just get just build yeah. up my cowboy riz like for, spurs for the on show. stage yeah. there you go yeah. really western but yeah Hotcha is like I I think he said it was like I mean so the, so the, the Johns have been like cornered in on like podcast interviews and stuff like what's this song about explain it all to me and mm-hmm. they're they're a little coy about it understandably yeah. like, please stop asking uh, us what right. we told you yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter so there, there's been like a lot of speculation about this song weirdly like some people think mm-hmm. about it, it's about his brother some people say it's like because that Hotcha was a famous horse I guess was in like a famous computer game I don't know what it was uh, but Derby yeah. Day Derby Day. And uh, so a lot of people think, oh, is it about inspired by the game? Nobody really knows. Who knows? knows? It, yeah. The lyrics don't make any sense. And I think it's better that way. Hotshot, yeah. where are you? Everybody's eyes are closed. Right? So we can't see them. <laughs> you shouldn't be able to know. Yeah. <laughs> this was one of the ones where I wanted to call out fun samples. Because, sink. yeah, there is a, a kitchen sink, the the baseboard of a fridge, oh. um, Flansburg's doorbell. And also um, they they did have a drummer do some drums on this album. Um, but for this song, they had him hit 
John Flansburg's like Macintosh computer box a bunch Stop. of times, and then they sampled that and had him play that <laughs> through a drum machine. The original iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so it's like we used the computer. We hit the box a bunch of times and then turned it into a drum. Nineteen ninety was it like the big bright? Yeah, it Mac? was like the huge, oh, the big like, long. And yeah. It's like, so it must have been a massive box. <laughs> I do think it's still, like imagine you're a drummer for a band that's never had a drummer and they're like hey we got something for you to do (laughs) really expensive computer walk around my apartment and just hit things (laughs) it'll be important later that's so funny we should play a little of this one to listen to the things in the sink in the mac in the mac box yeah where does she pop in so i think he does like play it on like an electronic drum kit or like a sampler of some sort all of the sounds so it is kind of a drummer triggering stuff but it is weird samples so none of the drums are drums Okay, I'll pop us in and let's hear some weirdness. Cha had to come back home. Hot cha, where are you? Everybody's eyes are closed. I can't see why I miss you so, so hot cha, where are you? Second time he went away, left the bathtub running over, stereo on and cooking bacon, never came back to tell us why. Is that the Mac? I feel like the deep one is probably the fridge. <laughs> oh, the, the buzz is the doorbell. Oh, yeah, yeah. If that honey would come back. <laughs> what a hodgepodge. Yeah. Are, are there, 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 I don't think there are many. Maybe, there probably are, are not like even like 10 rock and roll piano players that are better than John Linnell. Yeah, sure. no, I, I mean, he's great. He's, he's great. like all time. Yeah, he's like, fantastic. That, that, that was that's crazy for yeah. rock and roll. You and know? he makes it look cool. Makes it look cool. Makes it look easy. You know. Yeah. You know what else is cool? Women and men. This is another one. Uh, of my and favorite. no one else. <laughs> this is another classic John Linnell melody. I, I yeah. Really, I, I mean, the way he does that. Right. I mean, he does the whole major scale yeah. in like one breath. One note. Women and men. Like yeah, that, yeah. it is. It is a notes. beautiful song, yeah. but I only yeah. wrote one like, note in one breath. Like literally every note, I think. Yeah, I wrote one note, and it just says it's about sex. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely about <laughs> reproduction, yeah. right? Yeah, and I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 it is, yeah. A, it is a nice song. This is them proving they're not nerds. They know what sex is. Yeah, <laughs> we know where babies come from. <laughs> the ocean. <laughs> I they come in on a it's boat. Not, it's not all just just ancient Roman geography, folks. <laughs> it's yeah. also we get <laughs> It's also Noah's Ark. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, two by two, four by four. Uh-huh. Yeah. Something about it. <laughs> there you go. Okay, something about it gave me ants go marching in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, Why does this sex song sound like ants go marching in? <laughs> when the women and men go marching. In. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can play the women and men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 When the ship runs out of ocean and the vessel runs aground, lands where we know the boat is found. Now there's nothing unexpected but the water giving out. Land's not a word we have to shout, but there's something beside the shoreline moving across the beach head, coming up from the shipwreck, making as if to say, women and men. anyone else didn't run that long i'd be like that's stupid also 
that's straight up a sea shanty. Yeah, I exactly. Live. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One more genre on the tally list. <laughs> Try, gotta catch them all. No, I mean that, 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 that's like that, that's a lot of I think you know what I like about them is like it's these like classic like super like saccharine sweet melodies like sea shanty drinking song type stuff like. Um, like this and I want to rock where it's just like you you, you kind of tell where the melody's going like you know it's ma- it's major scale melody it's descending it's going to resolve on the one but like it's still so enjoyable every single time mm-hmm. 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 we still eat it up yeah. um, so I mentioned earlier that I had two songs in this track list that I thought were the coolest fucking titles and the second is track number 17 Sapphire, Sapphire Bullets, Bullets of Pure, love, pure love do you know the lore does anyone know the lore There's no some, I know some I lore I vaguely know the lore yeah I just know it kicks ass. Uh, it is a great song. Will you title. just YouTube <laughs> Sapphire yes, Bullets of Pure I was, Love I w- it kinda, yeah. and the word orchestra? Okay. This it kind of sounds like it would be a disco well, song based on the title. This is uh, an instrumental song by, I'm going to butcher this, Maha Vishnu Orchestra that came before this. And I think they just nabbed the name. Okay. And they were like, we can do something with this. <laughs> like, this is also just a good... So the, the lore... Oh, are we going to play it real quick? Yeah, let's oh, yeah. see what's up. Yes. Okay, I love this, but it does not sound like pure love. It's a 24-second song. We've never played a full song before in the podcast. We literally did earlier today. (laughs) (laughs) Just now we did. Um, It totally adds up that they might be giants would pull from something like this. <laughs> okay, so what were you going to say, Ben? I was going to say, so what they, like the way they play it live is they play it backwards. Have you seen this, folks? No. So, so when they, they call it like the fans, the, the heads call it stillub because that's like bullets backwards. So they'll, like they literally play a song backwards. So like before they play it, like they'll say, hey, we're going to play Sapphire Bullets, but we're going to do it backwards. So like, that includes the audience response. So if you could right now, everybody applaud as if we just played Sapphire Bullets of Your Love. And then like, so the crowd applauds and then they like start the song, but like literally every note is in reverse. Wow. And like every lyric isn't like they wrote out the words of the song it, backwards. And so like they say it and found in the reverse. syllables backwards. Can we yeah. find I would, yeah, that? I would that that yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just Google Sapphire Bullets of Your Love backwards. Yeah. Well, we're that, that's like how they play it. Now. Like yeah. they don't play it any other way anymore. That's so good. Yeah. I feel like while we're searching, I want to say that I love the lyric in this John, I've been bad because That's they're both awesome. named John. Yeah. <laughs> and also, awesome. I think the band leader of the orchestra that they borrowed the song title from was also named John. Yeah. Oh. I think that's actually where the, ostensibly where the John comes yeah. from, but it's obviously it's a little silly. There's a little more all, weight yeah. to it because they're, they're all they're John. The Johns. They're the Johns. Okay, let's get into this lore. Recorded, and later in the evening, we will project the performance backward. So we can see how we did and grade ourselves. You can, you can grade us. Um, so yeah, we we spent about six months learning how to play this one. This Probably one does take about six months, right? <laughs> we're really committed at this point. That's yeah, really hard to do. Play an entire song like don't go backwards for the week. What a good bit to commit to. Yeah. But you'll see. We committed to this. We, we they still committed really to the bit. Yeah. Just, just get, we're getting there, though. But as a, as a beginning of the second set, we'll play it the other way, and, and we think you'll enjoy the results. This part, not so much. I don't know, John. I'm ready. 
English though. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen those videos that are like what English sounds like to a non-English yes. Yes. It's like yes. the correct syllables, but yeah. they're just in a weird order. So you're like, huh. Like that's exactly that's what it like, sounds still like. Still exactly. sounds like it should be a word. And that was just bullets yeah. backwards. Yeah. Wow. I couldn't resist. Here's what that sounds like reversed. So I love that bit. That, that's yeah, funny bit. I mean, they're they're such. I've never seen them live. Have you seen them live? No, but I want to. I mean, yeah. what a show they put on, folks! Like, they they. I Some mean, they, they go all out. They really do. Yeah. Like, they they don't phone it in at all. Like a lot of bands who've been playing for forty years mm-hmm. do. Like, it's always something new. Always like they they always bring the energy. They you know, um, I would love to see them live. And is that not the ethos of the whole project? Just bring in the energy. Mm-hmm. Imagine yeah. being on like a little too much drugs and they're like, hey, we're going to play this whole song backwards for you. And you're just... <laughs> right. And then we're going to show the video to you later backwards. You're like, wait, I but then, but then we're also going to play it forwards again. <laughs> you're going to hear this song three times. Because I think, I think on the flood, like, like normally, I think they play it like most nights, but they play it backwards. But then I think on the flood tour, they did the backwards and then they did it forwards when they did the album. Yeah. Big. But yeah, Sapphire Bolt's Pure Love. Good song. Song good. Song good. good. Song good. Fantastic lore. I know that the first song on this album is theme from Flood. And I know that this song, song number 18, is called They Might Be Giants. I feel like it should just be called, like, theme for They Might Be Giants. Apparently people were theorizing that their band name was, like, them saying, like, they might be giants. Like, they're going to become famous someday. Oh, uh, sure. Every, and people were like, uh, and they were just like, no. No. Right, right. Like, why would you think that? No, no like, guy here's thinks- exactly where it's pulled from. <laughs> it's just an old yeah, movie, by the way. Like, yeah, that's it's, it. it's right. literally from this movie. That's funny. <laughs> I think we do a little, we ask a little bit too much of our rock and rollers in terms of like explication of like what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. It's like once you start explaining stuff, like it loses yeah. a little of its magic. Yeah. Right. Part of the fun is figuring it out yourself. Yeah. Don't say that on a podcast. It's all about explaining music. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it's fun to talk about. Well, once, once you hear, once, once, once you hear the artist. Yes, dude, when you hear the artist right. say it. Exactly. Yeah. From the, we're subjective. Like, yeah. We're, with your friends, <laughs> with other fans, it's fun to speculate. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But yeah. if the artist just says, oh, this is what it's about, then we're not, we're not having yeah. this yeah, conversation. Yeah, lo- it lost exactly. all the meaning right. you yeah. put to it. Yeah. Neither totally. of us are Linnell or Flansburg, so it's 
it's yeah. okay. Not yet. Right. <laughs> no. Oh. oh. Once, um, once I buy my accordion. Yeah. This one also gave me um, we're we're the monkeys. You know what I mean? We're here to yes. monkey yes. around. It's very much yes. like yes. Be giants. Yeah. yeah. Boy. Is their version yeah. of boy. boy. Can we can we play a boy? Yes. I, I, I love. I wish we had a boy on soundboard so we could just. Like, <laughs> throw it in can we do we, that we can program make that happen? yeah we had a bunch of steely dan tunes in there for a while yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> hang on hang on i'm hanging on it's so i'm ready oh we are gonna pick that on the soundboard That's so fun. I love committing to the fake out ending that hard. Yes. Gave it like four bars. Yeah. Very very few bands have done their own theme song. So Wilco, Wilco had Wilco the song from Wilco the album. Mm -hmm. Black Sabbath has Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath. Right. Um. I, we, have we have truth. We have truth. So yeah. we are we are joining the canon with yes! the Giants uh, of having like the self-titled not like album sort of but song. Good, yeah. good. We've also yeah. talked about it, and I'm I'm serious about this. So, yeah. so we have the, our our big first single is called Truth. Yeah. And then the next album we got to do the consequences. See, yeah, nice. we've talked about like. When we're like, okay, this project's gone on long enough. We're splitting. We're we're parting ways. Our final song is going to be consequences. Maybe, yeah. So it's like the bookend. But then it's like we may never do it. Who knows? Right. That's right. Good. Keep them waiting. Yeah. When do we pull out the consequences? Right. Uh, I'm gonna not stay on the dour tone and talk about the sample in the song. Tell us about <laughs> the it. Is there a sample in, the in "They Might Be Giants"? In, in "They Might Be Giants," the like little voice at the beginning where it's like, "Hang on, hang on, hang on." I heard about that. What is that? Um, he said, uh, "Flansburg said it was a a ten cent self help tape mm. from a thrift <laughs> store." That they just like cut up and used in the song. That's so funny. Which I love that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 well, I'm really curious what self help tape is like. Hang on tighter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what does that mean? <laughs> they just have a knack for finding diamond in the rough type stuff like that. Like yeah. not like that or like like friggin' Istanbul or like right. The, like out of, do you know New York City? Their song. It's on Factory Showroom. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, like it's this other incredible song that's like a cover. Like they find like covers of like kind of like small, you know, smaller time bands that they just record on like these major label albums and the songs blow up. Um, it's just, it, it's just, it just helped them so much how much they know and like have their ear to the ground about like local, like New York city music, especially, but just music, you know, writ large, um, that they never like gave up like being music fans. Like I feel like that's a trap a lot of older bands fall into is that like they stop like listening to music. Mm. They just become um, themselves. So yeah, much they're just like, all right, well, boring. my work is yeah. music, and it's like kind of all consuming because I'm in a big band, so I'm not going to listen to music for fun. Yeah, you but guys have tracked. They might be giants. How many times have you heard never... your own music? Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> oh god, so many times. <laughs> but they they never gave that up. Like they never like lost their like appreciation of like. Yeah music and other bands and stuff yeah see the thing with us is that we recorded our own ep which means that 
there was a lot of dubbing and re-listening <laughs> and mm-hmm. hearing certain parts and being like, that's an off note. Can we fix that? Oh, no one will notice. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> it's so much. It's that, so was, that, was all, that was all full disclosure <laughs> before I joined the band. Yeah. I joined the band because my friend called and was like, well, the first time I heard of him, he called and was like, hey, do you want to go to, uh, hey, tonight, you want to go to uh, Truth or Consequences? And I was like, how, how expensive are plane tickets, folks? You know? <laughs> I'm not going to New Mexico. But yeah, no, they, they did like all of themselves, tracked all of themselves. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, if you're doing stuff like that, like I think that's kind of how they might be giants did it. It's right. like, mm-hmm. just like, yes, what are you going to do? Can you blame yeah. them for like getting sick of like music, like wanting to use their leisure time for something else? But they never kind of fell into that. They're, yeah. they're just always like, we're like, we're musicians first and foremost. That's our life. And I, um, I think that benefited them in having like such a long kind of fruitful career. Absolutely. And long fruitful albums. We're on track number nineteen. Nineteen. <laughs> so the, 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 the electrified conclusion. The grand finale. Road think, movie yeah. to Berlin. Yeah. What a song. That I do think it's funny. They might be giants. Wasn't the closer. Right. I know. Like I like this list. closer though. It, it is a good it's like a bar song. It's yeah. like the Apparently. yeah. This, this is yeah. like yeah, like like Irish drinking song kind right. of uh-huh. like yeah. super sweet major Maybe, key melody. Yeah. Maybe we can hear it if we listen to it. But apparently the whole song is slowed down. Oh. A little bit. It's kind of like a Strawberry Fields thing, but in reverse, yeah. where like it's weird yeah. because they slowed it down a little bit. Interesting. Is it on key still? I don't know. Oh. I think they probably yeah. Hold on, it does sound a little weird in my brain. Let's see if I know with this new lens. No one plays acoustic guitar that slow. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds just a little like artificially slow down. I didn't hear that whistle before. Is that a whistle? Also, listen for trumpets because I have a fun fact about the trumpets in this song. Up ahead for trumpets. Yeah. This is full cabaret. Yes. Kicking off the costume. fact about trumpets by the way yes. is that that's the same trumpet sample they used on birdhouse in your soul <gasps> oh the one that goes <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, shit. yes that was i love yeah. that circle. fun fact that is cool i'm a sucker for like like i love when albums tell or like at least have like the patina of like telling a story and so like i'm a mm-hmm. sucker for when like the final song is like about leaving a place yeah like, can't drove out the way we drove in like that's such a tight way to like end that like especially like a long album like that mm-hmm. like can't drive out the way we drove in yeah the oceans have risen and covered the road yeah yes. there you go. <laughs> very thematically cohesive uh flood is yeah i really I like love that this song one. I, love, I love it as, as, as a closer it very much gives me like closing time. The lights are on at the yeah, bar. Yeah, it's like big, open-hearted. Like, like 
Elvis is crooning in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's singing together with their arms around right. each other. Let's right. Let's sneak out it's this like, you, gotta go, you, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Right. You know? It's just very sweet. Uh, very, very like final vibe that I, I love. I love when albums like stick the landing. Like not yeah. a lot of them do, but like mm-hmm. that road movie Turbulent is really like a great closer. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I mean, I feel like it would have been super silly and fun if they might they might be giants. The song was the closer, but I feel like this is a bit more yeah. like. Uh, nice sincere. If, if they if they didn't have like an incredible like album closing song, I think they would have closed it with "They Might Be Giants." But yeah. I think they came out with "Road Movie" and they're like, "This has to be it. This has to be the ending." So, I'm glad this is where yeah. we landed. It sort of rewards you for sticking past right. where you it's think like, it might mm-hmm. end. You exactly. Know? Yeah. It's like you get a sweet little ditty. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and if you're a real head, <laughs> a real TMBG yeah. head. <laughs> <laughs> TCNM talks TMBG. <laughs> oh, we're putting that in the post. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, we've done it. Yeah. We did it, folks. It we was a long journey, it. but we made it. We made it through. BRB. Folks, we are uh, here at Album Rebrews are pleased to announce uh, this year's winner for the Album Rebrewski for Best Pokédex of genre of album. Folks, this album uh, com- really combines all the genres. Dub, reggae, rock and roll, polka. Water um, type, rock type. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Into a beautiful album that really built a Zapdos house in our soul. In our soul. A Pidgey house in our soul. <laughs> a Sparrow for, right there. A Sparrow for us all to evolve into our best uh, Blastoises, folks. Opening a- and the envelope. Yes, <laughs> we are now opening the envelope and presenting the album Ruski Two. Flood. The brand by new they album. Might be That's right. The brand new yes. album for 1990. They might be giants. Flood. I didn't. I didn't do the bit. I, <laughs> that was perfect. So One of the great rock and roll albums of all time, and I cannot thank uh, enough album reviews for letting us come talk about an album that we are both very passionate about and has. I think, um, you know, really made a mark on us as a band in Truth or Consequences New Mexico in terms of what we aspire to. Yeah. Well, thank, oh, yeah. you. thank you. Yeah. Um, to the listener at home, thank you very much for listening to another episode of our sweet podcast, Album Rebrews. If you want to check us out on Twitter or Instagram, it is at Album Rebrews. And if you want to take a look at our website, it is www.albumrebrews.com, where we have recently launched a Buy Me a Coffee link. If you want to support the show, buy our bands a drink, uh, it's super, super appreciated. We're an independent show. Also, also, I know you're listening to this on a podcast platform of your choosing. Feel free to subscribe. Feel free to give us a rating, a review, perhaps. Uh, it goes a long way, and we really appreciate you. Thank you. If you write a funny joke in your review, I'll read it on air. Zach has made that promise. You can make me say anything I want, anything you want. There's no free will. Zach has made that promise. Uh, a giant thank you to Cameron Bob, our editor and songwriter extraordinaire. You can go check him out on Twitter at CamBop, C-A-M-B-O-P-P. He is a pee-pee boy. I was going to stop saying it. I'm not going to. Uh... <laughs> Another giant thank you to Truth or Consequences New Mexico. Uh, Listeners, make sure you go check them out on Instagram, TCNM Band. Um, They're going to be posting some of their upcoming shows, some of their upcoming music. Keep an ear to the ground for that. But you can also go check out their five-song EP, which is a lovely little collection of five ditties. um, And that is just uh, almost self-titled. 
TC yeah, and it's M. establishing the canonical acronym. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Building a brand. You, yeah. Exactly. When, uh, we, when we go AJJ mode. Like, yes. oh, we know yes. what to do. <laughs> uh, anything you guys want to say to the folks at home before we get out of here? Follow us on Instagram again. That's TCNM Band. Um, we just talked about maybe we'll get on Tumblr too. You guys can. <laughs> no, no the, promises. All the Tumblrs can argue about whether yeah. me or Jack is more a baby girl. So so just look out for us. We're, we got we got yeah. some new music coming down the pipeline Shout that we're out, really yeah. excited about. It's gonna be so fun. Um, yeah. And, and then maybe some shows later, yeah. later in the year, too. Yeah. And, you know, shout out to the rest of our band, Jack and Carice, who are not here today, but who are here in spirit Absolutely. and in love of tunes that we all make together. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, then, to take us home, we're going to go in the same order that we introduced ourselves and very, very tenderly and sweetly get very, very close to our microphones and uh, say an ASMR style goodbye. So um, I'll begin. Mm, goodbye boy I mean, I'm sorry bye bye